Fire Tribe, where you at? I hope you're ready, rising from the ashes and it's getting heavy Conspiracies, we got plenty and some are scary From aliens to Bigfoot, extraordinary, yeah, yeah Danunaki Dan and the homie Romy I was bugging out, all the crazy things he showed me Jesus bloodlines to the stars in the skies Always a good time, vibing with the fire tribe Hey, So wake up, wake up, get it cracking Rise out the ashes, I know you got a passion Kick off the combo with theories, many conspiracies Other dimensions, plenty ancient history Fire tribe, where you at? Wake up we about to get into it I know you can't get enough At home, at work It don't matter, turn it up Rising from the ashes You know what's up Hey, uh, Rising from the ashes Welcome to Rising From the rising from ashes I'm Danny Naki Dan And our art thou, 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 thou harming Romy I want to hear you <laughs> And our guests do a rap battle Oh goodness! I'm going to take you up on that and take uh, the world up on that. We're gonna wrap I think it up. You and Rhyme Wave should do a rap battle. I was gonna ask you guys to do a fucking freestyle rap off before we ended, and I fucking totally forgot to ask. Well, we went for we, we went for three hours. Um, that yeah, would have e- easily uh, brought it into. We would we would have freestyled for a full hour. Or, it would have been a four-hour situation. Pure entertainment for y'all. <laughs> Busting the booty, getting it done. <laughs> right on, man. So tell the people what they want to hear. So this is the deal, my friends. We are starting this month off October with the vibes, the the paranormal, the conscience, the sticky, icky, gooey questions that you always love to hear during this time of the year. Oh, yes, Fire Tribe. Get ready for a warm bath of strange liquids to dip your mind into during this this interview with rhyme wave <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right that's good yeah. you know yeah rhyme wave like is it. awesome like he's a he's a um hip hop artist uh met him at the manifest of all that we um met multiple people who have come on the show and we've done things yeah. with it uh, it's kind Don't of a fruitful, uh, fruitful, uh, fruitful event. And, um, mm-hmm. and we, what do we get into, sir, Dan? What do we talk about here? Fuck. We talk about <laughs> consciousness. We talk about crop circles at the beginning. Right. And then, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. then we go into like orbs and spirits and alien stuff and different aliens, then consciousness, electricity, energy uh we get into some like chocolate dream stories dream stories <laughs> stories about your dreams hey people send us your dreams we want to hear we what want your dreams people are to send us their dreams in yeah. text form visualize yeah. and tell us email send us email at rising ft ashes at or dot or <laughs> at yahoo.com send, send us send us some email at rising ft ashes at yahoo.com <laughs> <laughs> and tell us your, your dream dreams. dreams like if you have a certain dream often tell us what 
what that is and tell us if you dream in black and white and how how vivid are your dreams and premonition dreams too how lucid are they or if you've had bigfoot experience paranormal experiences ghost experiences anything like that or creepy shit maybe that's happened to you around halloween would be cool too uh like you know crazy stories when you were dressed up in costume and weird shit happened, you know, weird coincidences or synchronicities <laughs> with that. You know, like what if you and your friend dressed up like Pokemon and then you met like five other people dressed like Pokemon, Pokemon. and then you guys ended up Pokemon. like hanging out and having a Pokemon fucking party because, you know, it's Halloween shit. Absolutely. Like, you gotta catch them all, you know what I mean? So it's like, gotta that'd be cool. Um, so if you have so- any of those, yeah, let us know. Have you heard about Send the Oreo in. cookies, the Pokemon Oreos? No. Okay. So, a friend bought some Oreos the other day, Pokemon <laughs> themed, right? And he's like, okay. you want one of these Oreos? And I'm like, I can't be eating that shit. And then I was like, you know what? But I will try it because it's a Pokemon Oreo. <laughs> and he's like, and it was delicious. He, he was like, it's a good, right? It's supposed to be better than regular Oreos. And I was like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's really good. I, I don't know, you know, it's an Oreo, so it's already good. Um, he got those at Walmart. Okay. Yeah. There are, people are selling these cookies for $1,000 a cookie online right now. Are you serious? Pokemon nuts, dude. They're, they're dude, fucking tripping on these Oreos. I, I don't know, but I ate a $1,000 cookie the other night, so I feel pretty good wow. about that. Wow. Did they have like magical, sparkly, shiny Pokemon dust in them? It was literally just, you wouldn't even know that it was not a regular Oreo. (laughs) You would think it was just the double stuff unless you were looking at the design, which I don't Hmm. do when I eat Oreos. I dunk them in some sort of liquid (laughs) and then I let them run down my gullet. How do you eat Oreos? How do you eat Oreos? Oh, I do. I just full dunk them. Full dunk and eat the whole thing one bite. Okay. I, I take the first... Like if I eat like a, one of those little packages that has like six or eight, you know, of them in there. Yeah. I'll take the first one and I'll just drop it into the milk. Yeah. And then I like Boop. half dunk. Wait. I half dunk the other cookies. And then at the end, I, I drink all the milk with like the Oreo crumbs at the bottom. Love that shit, man. It's the best. <laughs> I just ate some Oreos the other night. It was so good. Oh, and then I ate. I ate some Nutter Butters the other night with, oh. and I dunked them in banana milk. Ooh, peanut butter, banana milk, chilling Nutter Dude. Butter. What you want to do? Get it with your chocolate bucket right syrup there, right there. <laughs> Dude, fuck yes. Right I love, on. I love, um, I love milky things. I like making really thick like cashew Ooh. and almond milk at home. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? What's your favorite Halloween candy? I like nougat. Do you, I like things with nougat? Me? Nougat. Okay. So like a Snickers I like is those really little, good. Oh uh, yeah. I like those little those little gold chocolate gold things. Like the crackle and shit ones. Oh yeah, crispy you know? crispy chocolates are always good like the rice crispy yeah. chocolates. Those are bomb. Dangerous. You know how I feel about the sugar, though. I've I I can't do it. I I have to stop. <laughs> I'm serious. We go through this thing called the pink box paradox here. The pink box paradox, 
and um, yeah. there's this there's this like donuts? donut shop, yeah, that delivers 24 hours out mm. into the hills of California, where which wow. is crazy, and uh, they do just like it's like Japanese made donuts, and they just deliver 24 hours, and uh, hmm. once we found that out, it Can was you game get a over. Japanese maple. Yes. <laughs> They do the maple with the tiny that's chocolate that's chips on it, the t- like the baby chocolate oh, yeah. chips, like the little mini morsels. Uh huh. Maple oh. chocolate is fire. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, we we got to stop it. Okay, we got to stop this donut situation. We're doing something. Uh, this is something completely new. Everybody, okay? We we're doing an intro directly after doing an interview, um, mm-hmm. which is fun. I like it. Uh, it's just we've never yeah. done it before. You know. <laughs> things can change and that's beautiful yeah man it doesn't matter how you do it as long as you do it um <laughs> so <laughs> we got ryan wave on here today we're making the intro short because uh the show's almost three hours so we're just kind of doing a little intro right here and then uh we'll play you some of his music about um, all the shows we in have coming up this month because we're just gonna pop it right out like a like a newborn baby right now. And then later this month, we got fairies. fairies. We got aliens. We got Bigfoot. We got paranormal. We got cryptids. We got dog man. And we got geoengineering. And what else are we going to do? Uh, we got, Navier coming back on at the end of the month. And then I think Josh Monday from Christian and Conspiracy will be on this month also. So we got packed October. P-A-K-T. So give us some love. Send other people the show. (laughs) Share us. Like us. Subscribe to us, donate to us, time, art, music, money, whatever guest. you like, guest ideas, or if you would like to be a guest, because you've got some good shit to say, I don't hate. We reciprocate. And yeah. appreciate. <laughs> you know? So, show us some love. Love. And... Let's uh let's fucking get into it, huh? Wake up. Wake up. Here we go. Wake Rhyme up. wave. Rhyme wave. Both thick and hollow when the wig has been contrived The message in the bottle never turned up in the tide From sedative to throttle, now the purpose is alive But so is the divide It's left us blindsided Final straws drawn, kinda like it's by design It's kinda like the system wants us all to comply With a prehistoric vision where you've gotta pick a side Well, how about yours is mine? How about mine is yours? How about we collaborate and help each other find the source? How about we imagine fate is some attraction And the force that brought the two of us together in a time that's so important sort out 
up be an ordinary circumstance at hand pooling our collective resources and hashing out a plan standing up one time against the man make demands face the fact that this is whack and maybe never should have happened unnecessary clashes from races to classes we're facing these fascists with patience and practice racing these patterns with improvised tactics crafting new axes for bad reenactments pushing back fast big waves about to crash into the coast of institutions that we're doomed from the get-go we're due for something tectonic shift in a presto i'll call it retribution and a way to fucking let go I'll call it revolution and i'll sign it with an xo all the evolution type of fusion in the echoes tie-dye soaking up the toxic innuendos hive mind unified akashic manifesto i'll call it revolution and i'll sign it with an xo all the evolution type of fusion in the echoes tie-dye soaking up the toxic innuendos hive mind unified akashic manifesto it's so obvious our culture's being programmed pick your poison in this post-apocalyptic romance bonus logic co-conspired with both hands red now it's so demonic and we've got one chance left slow jams prepped as we co-create community grow the planet's unity and motivate it beautifully incorporated mutiny we're going to expose these luciferian agendas that have caught us in the throes but most days i don't even know what i believe in i've been searching for the truth but everything is so deceiving and increasingly i'm meeting in the middle with the agreements an emerging intersection for the zealots and the heathens and i believe that we can sort it out peacefully fortitude to set us free in order through decency new moods for new moons silhouettes of ets teaching us through ouija boards and murdering our tvs and certainly this pc prerogative is vain the illusion of accomplishing a lot within this game but purpose breeds a complicated option in the range and ignorance is bliss until it's got us by the chains so break free from make-believe progress it's nonsense and say cheese for keywords and bomb threats gradients of majorly adulterated content topically applied to drop dead with the god bless i'll call it revolution and i'll sign it with an xo all in evolution type of fusion in the echoes tie-dye soaking up the toxic innuendos hive mind unified akashic manifesto i'll call it revolution and i'll sign it with an xo all in evolution type of fusion in the echoes tie-dye soaking up the toxic innuendos hive mind unified akashic manifesto Welcome to Crazy from the Ashes. Amen. I'm Danny Naki Dan. I'm the homie Romy. How are you doing, sir? What's good, homie? We Everything. got Rhyme Wave in the house tonight. Rhyme What's up? You want us to call you Rhyme Wave or you want us to call you by your real name? Uh, either or rhyme wave might draw some people to my music. So All yeah, right. get, get we'll that one it. in, in people's heads. Yeah. Say it over <laughs> and over. Hey, rhyme wave, rhyme wave, rhyme wave. <laughs> <laughs> what rhymes? Yeah, how's it rhyme going, wave? man? It's going good. It's going real good. Just, uh, got done with a day of work out here on the farm yeah. and, uh, looking forward to chatting with you guys. Been, uh, checking out some of the old episodes. Me and Roman connected this summer and, uh, yeah, there's only like this, probably like the third or the fourth podcast that I've ever done. So Excellent. yeah, stoked, stoked to chat with you guys. So you're saying we're not your first. No, I did. Uh, <laughs> I did. Uh, Deborah gets red pilled. I don't know if you okay. guys have heard of that with Adam yeah. 
And then just a cu- couple other like random ones about music where we just kind of talked about music. But um, oh, all right. Yeah, I'm excited to take the conversation in other directions and always happy to chat about the the tunes as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, tell us about that. Like what got you into conscious rap? Like what set that off? And then how did you get into rapping to begin with? Also, like, you know, were you yeah. just a rhymy little kid and like making up rhymes about everything every day or poetry or what? what was it that started it off for you? I, uh, I've always loved music. Music's always been a huge part of my life. Like when I was a little kid, I would just like sit at the radio boombox with like a cassette tape and just like record songs. And I'd be like calling the radio station all day, like requesting songs, trying to, trying to get them to play the song that I wanted to hear. And then I would listen to the songs over and over again and transcribe the lyrics in like a little book and like memorize them. And I mean, I, I was born in 87. So this is like back before the internet. And so it was basically just like the radio MTV, you know, mainstream music. And uh, yeah, just really always gravitated towards music, spent all my money on CDs and uh, have, have always just kind of been obsessed with like finding new music, discovering new music, shit like that. And um the underground hip hop kind of came about when I was like 14 and I started trading CDs with one of my friends. It was like right around the Napster days when you could like burn CDs for the first time. So it was a huge deal that you could like buy a CD and burn it and then give it to your friend. So we got a CD burner, some mixtapes. Yep. Lots of mixtapes. And yeah, we had a CD burner and me and my buddy, uh, just started trading CDs. So I would like bring him a couple, he'd bring me a couple and he was super into underground hip hop. And he actually turned out being kind of like a piece of shit, which is hilarious. Cause he's like the reason that I got into underground hip hop, but uh, yeah, he would just like bring me a couple CDs every day. I think it was like the beginning of high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the shit was like Minnesota twin cities, underground hip hop, and and then also some like kind of mainstream type stuff that was a little lesser known, like uh, Most Deaf or Talib Kweli or some of that shit. And it just blew my mind because I had been listening to hip hop just through the mainstream, you know, and was familiar with artists like, you know, Eminem or Jay-Z mm-hmm. and definitely enjoyed it. Like I always liked the vibe of the music, but uh, it wasn't until I heard the underground shit that I was kind of like, this is like something that I could maybe do. This is kind of accessible. And I was always a writer, always writing, you know, shitty fucking songs and uh, writing like stories and, you know, trying to come up with my own comic books and like novels. I was like a big reader as a kid. And so, yeah, it was kind of a natural transition started writing rhymes in high school. And it was really just like, a fun thing. I wasn't really thinking about it in terms of something that I could do, um, you know, on a professional level. I mean, I'm still, I wouldn't consider myself a professional in the sense that I'm still kind of like figuring out how to monetize it. Um, but yeah, I just kind of started writing all the time, started, you know, putting little songs together and then, um, didn't really know anyone else that, rapped or that did anything like that so for the first like four years or so in high school it was really just kind of like me sitting in my bedroom writing 
Um, I had GarageBand, so I started making beats on that. And then when I went to school in Wisconsin uh, for college, I met this dude that also wrote rhymes and we kind of started a little group together and uh, we just like played parties and stuff. We didn't really play any actual like venues in town. Um, so, you know, kind of started performing a little bit, getting a little bit more comfortable, like putting it out there for other people. Cause in the beginning it's fucking weird, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. you don't think people are going to like it. You're, you're not really doing it. At least I wasn't doing it in that sense. I was just kind of doing it as a, as a cathartic release, you know, almost just like self therapy, Therapy. you know, just getting your, getting your feelings out and yeah, it still functions in that way. But then once you start, putting it out there for people, that's a whole nother feeling and uh, high that you get from performing. Um, so yeah, I did it a little bit over those four years in college. And then when I graduated from college, I moved to Colorado, didn't know anyone out in Colorado and uh, just had a lot of free time and just really got into the production, got into writing even more, started making tons of songs, formed a little group with a dude out there and started playing like small shows and open mics and stuff. Um, and I was out in Colorado for like 10 years making a lot of music, but not really performing a whole lot. Um, I'm not exactly sure why I was like working in the cannabis industry and kind of focusing on that, but like making way more music than I was actually putting out there on the stage. And then when I moved to Portland three years ago, just kind of like made the decision that I was going to focus more on performing and, uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of shows since I moved out here and just basically trying to get out and play as much as possible, spread the music as much as possible. And uh, yeah, I'm at the at the point now where I'm trying to play like a show a month, you know, or more during COVID. It's been um, pretty, pretty decent. Like I, I've been finding some opportunities to play. But before that, I was like hosting a weekly freestyle cipher and hosting like a monthly showcase and playing shows in between. So yeah, it's been a lot of like time on stage performing, honing that craft and then just spending a lot of my free time just making beats and writing rhymes. And it's just super fun. It's like, it's that flow state, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. you don't think about the bullshit when you're, when you're in that creation mode, it's a great way to just kind of like tune out, the the fucked up you know voices in your head the the self-deprecating <laughs> thoughts the the depressing ideas you know and also just like uh it's fun to to get better at something and to see improvement and and other people seem to enjoy it too so it's i feel like i'm of service on on some level you know like this is a way to be in service to others to to deliver some some good vibes through the music. So yeah, that's a little bit about it. Yeah, man. Beautiful. Well, when you say like underground hip hop, like what are some of the bands that like influenced you to do what you do? I would say the biggest influences in the beginning were atmosphere. They're okay, really yeah. big now. Uh, when I first yeah. discovered them, they were playing tiny little venues mm-hmm. and um, they were a big one idea 
spelled E-Y-E-D-E-A. He was with a guy named DJ Abilities. They were one of my favorites. And <laughs> a lot of people. That's a tight ass combo name. The guy's name Idea is and Abilities. Idea yeah. and Abilities. Wow. It's, oh, yeah. That's sick. You got to check him out. He actually died, sadly, uh, back in like 2009, 2010. He was like only, he's in his like late 20s, but he was like, Oh my god! Yeah, just look up idea. He's the shit. He's probably my favorite rapper ever. Um, my favorite living living rapper would probably be Aesop Rock. He uh, spells his name A E S O P, so not, not Aesop Rocky. Who's oh, okay. he's, he's not that bad. I saw Hail him Mary in like Malice. He had the other side group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's in that shit with Rob Sonic, who actually just dropped an album. Uh, today or yesterday no shit yeah i would say those guys yeah check out rob's new album it's pretty cool and they live in portland uh rob and uh and atmosphere but yeah i would say like those artists were big sage francis is another one i mean all these guys are getting to be decently well-known artists now but it took them like 20 30 years of just like relentless touring and like putting out an album every year and it's pretty cool to like see them actually yeah getting the the credit that they deserve now because when i was younger like nobody fucking knew about it you know you're super cool if you like knew, <laughs> like in my book you, like if you knew about those artists you were like all right let's hang out yeah be friends. I, li- I listened to uh let's see jedi mind tricks yeah vinnie paz aotp what about uh, Immortal Technique? Yeah, I, I dig Immortal Technique. I, I never got quite as into him. I, I don't know why. I think like, I think honestly, a lot of it was kind of over my head when I was younger because yeah. I listen to it now and I'm like, I can see this dude's just on another level Dude. in terms of like being a yeah, revolutionary definitely. MC. Yeah. But when I was younger, I was just like, this dude's fucking angry and like a little bit he too intense. and he like intense. Uh, but no, I definitely, I, I listened to a bit of Immortal Technique for sure. I got, yeah. got a lot of respect for him. Bill Bill. Um, yeah. Robin, that, do you, do you listen right. to rap or what? No? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I listen <laughs> to, I mean, like I listen to a lot of R and B infused stuff. So like, um, uh, right ooh. now, some of my favorite artists are like Smino, Saba, um, Jid, mm. J-I-D, uh, yep. Just that that whole crew. Anything out of Chicago is usually pretty tight. It's nice and jazzy. Oh, Devin, Devin, the dude. Devin, yeah, yeah Devin's Devin's my boy. He always had sick jazz I guitar likes in his Devin, music, dude. Yeah, Devin's you know, I, I I really listen. I listen to whatever's feeling good in that moment. Like I'm, I yeah, just, Devin, the dude is some really good chill, get high, fucking driving your car type vibe why they do be that way <laughs> yeah he's great yeah, yeah there's so many good you, mcs now it's insane i want to ask you a question uh sir anonymous uh name rhyme wave man um <laughs> you can <laughs> tell my song? real name if you want casey there it damn is. damn it oh i said it what's uh <laughs> what's your full name sir and date of birth uh, and social security <laughs> We'll just we'll keep it at Casey Rhyme Wave for now. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, so that new song that you have, or your newest single on um, on the interwebs, is it says um, Polish Ambassador, and it sounds like a Polish mm-hmm. Ambassador beat. And so it is, is that it is. It's a TPA beat. Yep. Yep. Nice. 
How did, how did that come about to being uh, you getting a song with him, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, so it was uh, basically just I sent him a project to his label because he runs a label and um, they accept submissions, you know, for, for new artists. They want to bring new artists on board. So I just uh, had a project that I was about to release and I sent it to him to see if he would be interested in putting it out on his label and he agreed. He said, I, I love it. We'd love to put this out. So I did that back in like, I think it was 2019 and then maybe like six months later he hit me up and was like hey do you want to you know throw something on this beat and sent me a beat and uh yeah recorded some vocals sent them back to him and he put it out a few few months later but the whole thing was pretty cool there's like some synchronicities around it like i um i found his music back in like 2012 like kind of right when i was getting into um like the stuff we were talking about before you started recording like the crop circles and just like you know get like red pilling my stuff with my my shit with uh different ways of looking at the world and um so he came into my life then and i just kind of followed him over the years and then right around the time that I was finishing this project. I somehow found a podcast that he was on and like, I've only seen one podcast that he's ever been on. I can't even remember how I found it. Like it just found its way into my ears. And on that podcast, he was talking about the label. And I remember that one of my buddies, actually my current roommate had told me that he was looking for artists. And I was like, Oh shit. Like I totally forgot. Like, jumpsuit records is looking for artists maybe i should send them my ep so it just kind of like randomly came into my memory uh that that was even a possibility right before i was about to release this thing because if i would have released it then they wouldn't have accepted it they're only trying to put out like you know stuff that hasn't been released so it was pretty cool how that happened um sorry i'll turn off my phone um but yeah, I didn't send it to anyone else. I was just like, if if they don't want it, then I'll just, you know, put it out on my own. But their their record label is really cool. They um, donate a lot of their revenue to like positive causes, a lot of like environmental causes. They give all their music away for free. A lot of their artists are just kind of like, you know, small time. Like they don't have a ton of like really huge artists on their label. And I would say like overwhelmingly good vibes. Like if you listen to anything on jumpsuit, it's like, it's going to lift your spirit. It's just like really fun, happy music. And, um, yeah, I'm glad that they, they brought me on board because not all my songs are like super fun and happy. Like I, I tend to have a positive inspirational message, but some of my, some of my tracks can get a little bit heavy and weird and dark and trippy and psychedelic. Does. So absolutely. Yeah. That's <laughs> a beautiful I, ride. I think that's the best music. So yeah, that's how that happened. And, um, I, I, I'm hoping that that we'll have another track together. There's, there's something in the works, but it's been in the works for a long time. So I don't really know exactly what's happening with it, but, um, yeah, hopefully I can do some more shit with him. And, uh, I, definitely plan to continue sending them some stuff. They didn't, they didn't accept my last project. So I self-released my last project. Um, and that was cool. Like I, I really enjoyed that process, just like putting it out on my own. I learned a lot through that. So we'll see what happens with jumpsuit, but I'm, I'm currently on their roster of artists and, 
yeah, that track's been amazing. It's brought a lot of visibility to my page. I mean, after they dropped that shit, like all my numbers just fucking skyrocketed and it like worked me into the algorithms in these cool ways, like the way Spotify and iTunes works and shit. It's like, if you can do a collaboration track with another big artist and it goes out to all of their networks, it's going to just pop up in people's radio stations. It's going to be in people's like, you know, daily mixes. And it's just been amazing in terms of like building up the, the visibility of my shit because, um, then yeah, brings people to my page and they see all my other stuff, but yeah, that's a fun track for sure. Hey, so I was, I was actually going to ask a couple questions about, um, what your opinion is on, you know, from your point of view and your position in the music industry, as we can say, um, yeah. do you see it kind of just working like a simulation on its own, like the music industry, almost like a, like a game that you can play and, and kind of manipulate algorithms? Like, do you think that's a possibility or something that, that happens in the music industry? On yes, a, on a, without on a any doubt. level, not necessarily something I'm trying to do too much of. Um, I, I'd like to ha- like to let it happen more organically, but I think there's like certain things that if you are aware of how certain things work, it can definitely help you know build your project into something that's like profitable. I've noticed like the importance of branding, you know, the importance of like having a good name, having good images and like artwork and like a good logo and like all that shit um, goes a really long way because most people, they're just going to like hear one song and like look at whatever you've got there on their screen or on their phone. And um, so there's definitely a lot of that going on. Like I'll see artists that just kind of like blow up out of nowhere and I check them out and I'm just like, damn, they've got like a good name. They've got good artwork. They've, you know, their, their shit sounds decent, you know, but, um, a lot of it's like who, you know, so if you're, you know, friends with other artists that are bigger than you, you can a lot of times get on stage with them and like get bigger shows. Um, also just like being able to get people to show up for your shows. I, I've definitely noticed, um, being able to assemble a crowd is a huge thing with venues because if you can't get people to show up for your shows, it doesn't really matter how good your music is. And then like, I mean, nowadays with social <laughs> media, I'm not, I'm not the best at it. Cause I, I just have a hard time like thinking of shit to post. Like I need to get better at it to be honest, but um, some artists will build up huge followings just by being super active on social media and posting all the time and doing creative things in that realm. So I think like with the internet kind of came a lot of new ways that artists could like self promote and um, music's cool in that sense that it, you know, as an independent artist uh, you can do a lot. Whereas other art forms like movies, for instance, you know, it's really hard to, make it as like an independent film producer, I guess, you know, with YouTube and shit nowadays you can, but, uh, I mean, hip hop in particular is pretty fucking cheap to make. Like all you need is a mic Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. a production program and some basic like mixing and mastering tools. Um, and even if you're outsourcing that it's relatively cheap and then to actually put the music out 
online. It's really not that expensive. So it's like, it's very accessible art form. And then with some of the stuff that, you know, I just mentioned, it's like, if you kind of know how things work online and how the algorithms work, you can definitely, um, be at an advantage, but I, I definitely don't know a ton about that. Like, I've I've started to pick up on things over time, but it's not something I've really researched in depth. I'm just kind of like in the mentality that if I just continue making the music and putting it out and just coming from a good place um, that it'll Absolutely. hopefully eventually catch on and <laughs> seems like it's starting to catch on a little bit. We'll Consistency is in the next incredibly important years. in the art art industry, you know, or just, I mean, in any industry, anything at all in general, if a human stays persistent and consistent, the, 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 the magic shines through, you know, um, if it's right, if it's meant to, uh, it does. And like, you know, I, I think some people get it faster and then they lose it faster. Um, so like when you, can have like a stable consistent uh you know steady flow of just like doing it putting in the work and like doing it for years then it seems like you're building a better foundation than just like trying to run as full speed as you can without like having like a strong stable ground there yeah you you can get a lot quicker at it too like if the more you do it i mean i i'm at the point now where if i'm like really zoned in i can like make a song in like a couple days you know like make the beat in one day and there's a lot of like editing that goes into it after that but i think back to like when i started and it would take me like months and months to like put a song together and yeah it's like fucking practice 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 and same thing with performing i mean i people tell me that i i should like have basically more like higher standards for shows where like I'll, you know, ask for more money and turn down opportunities. And I'm kind of like, I like the practice, you know, I like connecting with people. The more that I perform, the better I get. And I get a lot out of it. I mean, it, it gets me pretty fucking high to get up on stage and perform and you meet a lot of cool people. So I'm, I'm kind of at the stage now where I'm also not getting that many offers to play, but like, that's the other thing is yeah the there's two sides of it right there's like the the actual making of the music and you know recording and putting it out online but then there's also the performance aspect and that's a lot of times where um where you're going to be able to like turn your project into a job is like getting shows which has been very affected by covid uh and we could talk about that if you'd like i'm not super stoked on the current state of the music industry but luckily i know some people that have spaces that are down to do shows and not require crazy mandates. Um, but yeah, I enjoy both sides of it a lot. Like I love performing and I love making the music and yeah, that's cool, dude. No, I, I, I'm glad that there's places in Portland that are, you know, hosting safe places for people. It's, uh, it's important because I like my buddy invited me to a show and he's just like, yeah, come, come check me out over at, uh, at the fixin Two, And, uh, which is a tiny dive bar up in St. John's Portland, you know, where like mm-hmm. people are doing I know you the know, spot. drugs in the bathroom kind of place. Um, but you needed to be fully vaxxed in order to even coming to this tiny dive bar. I was like, where people are going to be, you know, I was like, what? I was like, y'all yeah. crazy. Y'all crazy. I don't think it's going to last. 
yeah, I've been I've been pretty bummed about that whole situation. I actually had an opportunity to play a show uh, like a couple weeks ago with this DJ in town who um, my buddy told him about my music. He hit me up. He's like, yeah, like come up on stage and like we can do some tracks. And if it goes well, like I got a bunch of other big shows coming up. And I was like so fucking stoked about it because this guy. Fuck yes. Played, he plays some pretty big stages and he really is into my shit and wanted me to come out. And I was actually about to go get a COVID test just so I could play the show. And right when I was about to leave to go get that test, he hit me up and he was like, no, you got to be vaxxed. And I had already told him um, that I wasn't just to kind of like put that out there, just to be like, Hey, just so you know, like I, I haven't gotten the shot. If, you know, if I need to get a test, I'll, I'm down to do that. I mean, I, I don't, want to have to get a test for every fucking show that I play. But um, yeah, that's kind of the the place we're at right now is, is artists that haven't gotten the shot are not able to set foot in a lot of these venues and get up on these stages. And a lot of artists who maybe weren't super, you know, excited about getting the shot have, have gotten it because they're so dependent on those opportunities. I know multiple uh, artists yeah. who got it, literally just because if they didn't, they wouldn't be able to play shows. And I mean, the same goes for teachers and medical workers and so many other people that, you know, probably wouldn't have gotten it if they didn't need it to, to make money. Um, so I'm trying to stand strong, you know, in like what feels right to me in this moment. And I'm, I'm never like a hundred percent on anything, like who knows where we'll be in a year. Um, but as of right now, I, I'm just not going to play those events and uh hopefully create some really fun shit uh just down the block yeah start your own shit man set up exactly. a stage in the fucking park <laughs> reserve the park out and fucking do it i had an idea yeah, finding locations for the other day tough yeah, it's it's honestly not that bad. Like if if you're you're a social guy, like if if you know a bunch of musicians and like artists and shit, especially in Portland, there's so many places to play shows and houses. And um, I had this idea the other day. I've never really done like busking. I've like thought about busking. Busking's where you just like play on on the street corner and ask for money. And I, I had I've this, ever done <laughs> for real, dude. I I I had this idea, and tell me what you think about it. So I was thinking like. You could set up on the corner, fucking have a little boombox, be rapping over some beats, yep. and then have a have a sign next to you that says, uh, "I'm not allowed to play any of the venues in the city because I haven't gotten the vaccine." Please support me, and and see if anyone bites. Oh, that would be uh, that'd be good <laughs> idea. Actually, just, you just should a, do just that a little guilt trip, soon. just just a tiny guilt trip. Yes. <laughs> do it before the winter or do it before the winter comes and the fall um lays its lays its uh, dirty knees to suck the proverbial uh uh countries of the uh the dark winter ahead of us here because I do in fact believe this winter is going to be quite interesting. Yeah, mm. we'll we'll see man. I yeah, I try not to manifest anything Me that neither. hasn't already oh, happened. Absolutely not. I I heard uh but no, I feel you man. I I heard uh do you guys know Sophia Smallstorm? Have you have you heard yes. her on any yes. podcast? I I love her. She uh, has been on a bunch of my favorite shows, and I she said a couple of things that really really stuck with me. 
And, you know, one of them was just like, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Like, there's no point in like tripping out about things that haven't happened. Like even with, you know, the vaccine situation, it's like, I just flew to Maine last weekend. Like I can still fly. I can still travel. I didn't even have to get a test for that. So, I mean, everyone's saying like, oh, you're going to need this to travel. And like you do in some places, but like it hasn't happened here yet. So like, I'll, I'll worry about that when it happens. And another thing that she said that really stuck with me was uh, there's, there's two types of people. There's like, there's uh, so what and uh, what if. So like a what if mentality is like, basically you're in a constant state of like anxiety, like paranoia, like what if this, what if that, you know, what if this crazy shit happens? And then a so what uh, person would be more like, you know, so what some shitty stuff happens. So what? And I mean, obviously there's exceptions. Like it's not like, so what anything, like if something really horrible happens to someone I I care about, I'm not like, so what? Um, But I think that's kind of a cool thing to, to keep in the back of your mind is like, you know, you can, you can be in this, in this what if state, or you can kind of be in the, so what, like, I'm just going to like, live my life and be the best person I can be. And, you know, some shitty stuff's going to happen, but I'm not going to trip about it. And, um, yeah, go, go check out, uh, Sophia. If any of the listeners haven't, haven't, uh, heard of her, she's got some really good episodes on like the higher side chats and I, sh- I should have. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand the, <laughs> the, the what ifs and the, so what, but for me, I'm a definitely, so what, but, I like do definitely like try to make predictions of some crazy shit, but then you do have to be careful. You have to be careful. You have to, uh, you know, if you, cause, cause the, the plasmatic, uh, electric mind of, of, of us, of, uh, you know, of the human existence is incredibly powerful. So I do believe we, we have the ability to manifest things into reality, um, which is a huge part of alchemy. Um, and uh it's a huge part of things that's going on and so uh if you guys are down maybe we could uh like start talking what we think crop circles are because <laughs> you, you <laughs> said you want to talk right about to the it crop and it's circles. Just, i just it's so hard man oh, oh shit he's got it on his hat oh tight it's crop circle that's the hat okay See i just it. want to say everybody real quick casey had a praying mantis on his hat at the Manifest Festival, the Manifest Evil, where I saw him play and saw him perform when I met Casey. And in the morning, that morning at like 8 a.m., Casey had a praying mantis on his hat. And I was like, dude, there's a praying mantis like on your hat. And he's like, oh, hell yeah. Like, that's the homie. He's chilling. And then like at midnight that night while he's on stage, I'm like, I, I'm just like watching him play. And like, I look up and I'm like, oh, my God, that praying mantis is still on his hat and i like took a picture and like zoomed in and i've shown many people i'm like yo this homie's got a praying mantis on his hat i don't know what it was man i just really liked you and that praying mantis y'all had some vibes thank you i dude i, I gotta tell you something about that so i hadn't seen any praying mantises in years mm. the the last praying mantis that i saw before that weekend was when I was visiting Portland three years prior, like thinking about moving to Portland and a praying mantis Whoa. landed on my hat when we were having a beer 
And I hadn't seen any in three years. And then that weekend, as I was packing up my truck to go to the festival, a praying mantis landed on my truck, like right as I was like packing up my shit. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like I haven't <laughs> seen these in years. And then that shit happened over the the festival. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is. I think honestly, most people just wouldn't let a praying mantis hang out on them that long. Like most people would be like, a couple minutes they'd be like all right i'm good get off me i was just kind of like fuck it i'm curious to see how long it'll actually stay on me <laughs> um and dude it stayed on my hat all throughout the night at, and even to my tent like i, I get back to my tent at like three in the morning praying mantis is still on my head i'm like i'm just gonna like leave my tent door unzipped and like if it wants to you know go do its own thing it can woke up in the morning it was still there so i i fucking brought that brought that uh bitch home with me and uh, and fucking put it out on my porch and it was out on my porch for like three or four days and then it just disappeared and like probably wow. went off on the property but we've been seeing a ton of them on the property like we've probably seen like me and my roommates have all seen like at least a few so yeah super cool and if you look them up like look up like you know the the symbology around these uh these fascinating creatures they're they're pretty damn cool, man. Like they, they might yeah. be one of the cooler animals. They might be aliens, to be honest. Like, well, some I was people gonna, think we, they are. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they are a trippy, bro. And like, you know, it's all about the vibrational frequencies in which our resonance is creating. You know, I believe that. And uh you should Absolutely. maybe consider making some rhyme wave t shirts with like a dope praying manis on it, yo. I would buy one. I actually was, (laughs) I was going to have my brother do some artwork with one. I just haven't figured out like the project to do it on, but yeah, I'm definitely going to work that in on some level. No way. For sure. No, I could see that. I could see that. That's cool. Um, So I was, when we were looking up this crop circle Yeah, you wanted to talk about crop circles. Man, I just, okay. So I, I saw this. And it's like, I don't know, like there's, I'm so torn. I'm so torn. So if you can convince me, please to, I want to, I want to know as much as I can about why I should believe that the, that crop circles exist and they're not man-made because there was one that was found in, um, May of 2020 and it was the shape of the, the Corona virus, right? It had the nine spike proteins. And then on, it had an elongated, um, like, uh, you know, one of the proteins was elongated and it had a design within that elongation that then if you looked at the, if you took the coronavirus, um, molecule underneath a telescope or a microscope, and if you looked into this one specific spike protein, number eight, um, you would find a like you could it was a cure it was basically a way to eradicate that virus you know and dole its like a potency of a virus basically so it was like a crop circle of a something that you could like a cure basically of coronavirus and Holy it is shit. wild it is a wild I was like, what the fuck is that yeah man so to your to your original question like prove to you that these aren't just made by people i don't know that they're not made by people like i have a theory that it could be some 
covert group of individuals that has access to some technology that we don't have access to. And they're actually trying to like seed consciousness, you know, with these uh, sacred images. And um, so I, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that, you know, all of it, all of it is like aliens per se. I mean, there's some theories that it's just like coming out of the earth and that is like, you know, Gaia's consciousness, but um, some, some strange things about them. Um, Cause you can create them. Like people have made them and you'll see some that look like really shitty. And I mean, a lot of people are like, Oh, it's just people with boards and fields. It's like, you, you can do that. I mean, if you go out with fields and tape measures and um, string, like you, you can totally make a crop circle and, and some big businesses have actually paid to make them. So like, uh, Mozilla Firefox did like a Firefox logo that looked exactly like a real crop circle. So like if you have a shit ton of money and a shit ton of time, you can make them. And, uh, you know, even if you just have some wooden boards, you can also make them, but they're not going to look as good. But, um, some interesting things like that would support the idea that they're being created with some technology that we don't have access to, or that we don't know, uh, exists is, just the the speed at which a lot of them are created. So a lot of them will just appear. They'll be in insanely large, you know, like thousand feet across and they'll just appear overnight where like the farmer, you know, said the field was just normal at night, wakes up in the morning and he's got this massive crop circle, the size of like three or four football fields. There's uh, the one that's on my head. Actually, it appeared in an hour. There's a pilot that was flying. He flew over this field, dropped someone off, flies oh back gosh. and in an hour. And that was one of the biggest ones. So like a lot of these are just appearing like instantly. Um, and then in terms of like the way the corn stalks are actually bent, they're they're like bent but not broken in a way that um, kind of defies like gravity and it just doesn't really make sense if it was people with boards um it, it's covered in a lot of like the documentaries but a lot of times the corn is kind of like twisted or the um the wheat is like twisted in weird ways they've brought like radiation detectors inside of them and a lot of times they're like giving off like like a high emf like people report um actually feeling kind of like nauseous when they go inside of them because they have tours where like you can like go to you know, yeah. most of them happen in the UK, like around uh, Stonehenge. A lot of them are on ley lines. A lot of them are around like sacred monuments and over like um, underground aquifers. So there's some theories about that, that they're like using, you know, the water underground or that it has something to do with the ley lines. But um, there's also just some really crazy stuff in terms of the actual images. So like a lot of these images that are being uh, created in the fields are like sacred geometry and they encode different uh, celestial galactic information in terms of like planetary alignments that are happening. There's one in particular where they actually solved a mathematical riddle that had been puzzling mathematicians uh, forever. It's called like squaring the circle. I don't don't know if you saw anything about that, but like mathematicians have been trying to figure out how to square the circle, you know, in, in the best way. I'm not a mathematician, but I'm just fascinated by the sacred geometry. And apparently one of these crop circles, uh, showed a new way to square the circle that mathematicians had not quite 
discovered yet. And I saw some documentary where they're interviewing a mathematician and he was like, yeah, we've been trying to figure this out for like hundreds of years. And like this, this image in the field just showed us that. Um, and then, I mean, there have been some really trippy ones where there's actually like messages encoded, like actual words, like coming from some, you know, galactic civilization. One of the most famous ones of information. Yeah. One of the most famous ones appeared next to the Arecibo telescope, which is like the big telescope that we use to search for life out in the universe and a massive crop circle with an alien and an encoded message appeared right next to that. And it was, there was two, there was one that was basically like, kind of like a warning, like, you know, be careful for, uh, false rulers and that type of shit. But then there was another one that was actually a direct response to a message that we had sent out into space back in like, I think it was like the seventies or something, but we had, you know, sent out a message into space being like, we are humans. This is our DNA. We live on the third planet from the sun. Like, this is how we sent this message, like kind of like a list of like talking about humans on earth. And then we got a crop circle, which was like a response to that, which was like, this is who we are. This is where we're from. This is how we sent this message. And it was like encoded just right in the crop. So, I mean, there's, there's some really weird shit and that's why it just like blew my mind when I first started looking into it. And I still don't know exactly how I feel about it. One thing I realize is that like if there was an advanced civilization that was trying to send us messages, if they were to just send those messages to a satellite or to a computer or, you know, in, in if they were to send them in a digital form, it would be hidden from the people. Like if, if they were to send these messages to um, even to like NASA or whatever, it's like y- you and me would never hear about it. It would just be brushed under the rug but with the crop circles you can't really hide that it's it's not really something that you can just be like oh we're gonna hide this from people because now there's such a meant to be found yeah there's such a community of people that are watching for it as soon as it happens people are flying planes overhead taking pictures even if they come and wipe it out there's still a record of that and then after that people will take those images they'll try to transcribe them they'll figure out you know what are these like geometrical uh, shapes telling us. And so there's just so much shit, but honestly, just like, look at them. Like if any listeners, uh, haven't taken the time, just take 10, 15 minutes on Google or DuckDuckGo images and, uh, just look at images of crop circles. And like, they give me, they give me the chills when I look at them. Like, it's just, it's the most beautiful art I've ever seen. If nothing else, it's the most beautiful Mm -hmm. art uh, I've ever seen, but, um, yeah, that was honestly like the first rabbit hole that I went down. And then that led to like so much other shit. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man, the the crop circles are fucking wild. I I just, I think most people just don't look into it just cause it's like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like one of the oldest kind of like conspiracy theories and people are just like, Oh, I'm not, not going to look into that. But then you look into it and it's just fucking wild. 
they uh i mean yeah it's like it's been played off as you know like it the whole it it plays into it's only aliens there's no other answer for it it can't be anything else besides people making it or aliens making it and if you believe in aliens and people getting abducted like you're reading those you know make fun of you newspapers that they were making back in the day then you know you just know it's it's all for farce and it's all for comedy and theater and it, it's there's no science or legibility behind it right like so that's the kind of like yeah. mainstream narrative that they push and um you know when you go into the truth realm uh you know like the whole for me um like i i haven't gone down crazy alien rabbit holes because there's it just feels like there's a lot of fake facade misinformation out there and so there's a lot of disingenuous um holes and traps to fall into so i haven't gone deep down that i base myself shit off of intuition you know what i mean yeah but i was thinking i want to get y'all's opinion on this do you think um that there's a possibility if the humans if us these bodies and these minds are so powerful and we can manifest could crop circles be a manifestation of answers of a collective absolutely i'm totally open to that uh i guess yeah i guess it could be i think well uh, i think it's energy right so um you see like uh that one crazy dude What's his name? Greer. Um, Stephen Greer. Stephen Greer. He like is able to like have a group meditation and bring some type of light into view, whether it's a UFO or his orb or whatever they want to call it. I don't know. But I think that you could probably, if you could do that and they say like you can fly craft, you fly these spacecraft with your brain so maybe it's possible if you're meditating to control whatever that orb energy is to create whatever it is that you want. I guess you could go that way, but yeah, uh, like a like a ritual or a seance or um, a, like yeah. a meditation and focus but, uh, meditation. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna connect something here that's kind of weird that that we talked about the other day, and that was uh, Michael Tellinger uh, uncovering those stone circles that are all over Africa. And he he points out that they have something to do with the natural energy of the earth in that area. So what if crop circles were forming in those patterns in Africa? And what they did was they just built stones over the impressions that they made and then um, put those circles up like put those things up like that, you know? So maybe, maybe crop circles have been around for a long time. Who knows? Maybe it is. And we need to fucking start filling them in, yo. Yeah. Maybe, (laughs) maybe we need to put stones on them and, and harness the energy that's coming from those points or something with uh, something with quartz in it or something like that. Like just like the ancients did. I don't know, but that's an interesting like side thread, I guess if maybe that's what those are in Africa, I'm not sure. Well, that connects kind of to, to, you know, your belief and um, beliefs on the pyramids being like, kind of like, you know, uh, needles for acupuncture on the energy grid system, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I'm wondering if that's kind of ties into that too. It's just, there's, yeah, these many, or uh, sorry, Casey, um, please go ahead. Please go ahead. <laughs> no, I no worries. I, I, I just was going to chime in. I, I just heard a theory 
the other day uh, from a friend that I thought was really cool about crop circles. She was saying that um, she had heard that it's like a way to counteract the black magic. So it's like seeding the earth, seeding the consciousness with like some positive, you know, vibrations, some sacred images, because there, you know, we all know there's so much uh, nefarious, like black magic happening Mm -hmm. around Mm -hmm. the world and always has been. So like, what if it, what if it's nothing more than that? Like, what if it's just the idea that to, to put some super sacred images in fields is actually counteracting and fighting against this black magic by seeding, you know, the human consciousness, seeding the earth with some, some positivity. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love, I love that theory. When she told me, I was like, That's damn, cool. I can't believe, can't believe I haven't heard that it's one. It's like we, Is it- if we, you know, with, if you with love and intention and to, you know, the earth and like count, like just by trying, by not being a part of that, like that cult, the, the, you know, and being mind controlled and everything or, or whatever, what have you, the earth is like, yeah, replenishing us with, with answers. And, but are we, she's so hard to pay attention. Goodness. <laughs> is it always, is it always corn or is it like wheat too? Uh, I think it's in a variety of different crops that the, the one weird thing is that they all seem to happen like 90% of them happen in like a very small concentrated ver- uh, place in the UK, which yeah. I always scratch oh, really? my head a little bit. percent of them are all in a certain area of the UK? Well, yeah, that's it's weird. like Yorkshire like and Wiltshire. Yeah, I've, I haven't been there, but um, that's kind of weird to me, you know, because it's like yeah. there's, there's fields everywhere, but they have found them in other countries. Um, there's some websites that like compile them and you can like look through and uh, crop circle connector is the one that I, I like to check out every now and then. But nice. yeah, that's kind of a strange anomaly. You know, the fact that they're all happening there. Cause I think the whole earth is sacred. I mean, if you look around at all these different megalithic monuments and if you look in the ley lines and stuff like that, it's like, there's, there's sacred land all over the earth. And the, the fact that so many of these are happening in like just one area like that, honestly, was kind of one of the reasons I started thinking about this idea of like, maybe it's some like some cult, you know, some white yeah. magic cult that's like got uh-huh. some, got the Ark of the oh, Covenant, you, you know, and they just like hang out out there and like, they're like, all right, we're going to go out tonight and our ships and like, you know, see, see the earth with a, you know, maybe they got a crystal ball and they can like see the future and they're, they're trying to help people, but they, you know, that they, they're just like, they, they like hanging out up there. Maybe I don't, I don't know. It's, it's well, I, I can, I can understand like the cymatic stuff or like the, um, sacred geometry patterns if it's like if it's a natural energy that's doing it it seems like it it could do that just from the cymatic waves but if it's like a whole picture of an alien and shit then (laughs) i don't know that the natural energy of the earth is gonna make some alien face so either that's bullshit or or you know some somebody else is is doing those and like you talked about earlier with like the covid protein one like i don't i don't think that's the natural energy of the earth doing that either yeah it's 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 super (laughs) interesting the one the one with the alien face literally like it's like the classic iconic (laughs) like 
fucking alien. Yeah. Like it looks like just like the green alien that's drawn, which yeah, is exactly. like up, up is the cheese factor of it all. Like it ups the cheese Definitely. factor of it. It's like, okay, this yeah. is interesting, but it's also incredibly vast. It's fucking huge. Like it's just massive. So it's just like, it's, it's, it's a, it's all a trip. And that's what I was getting at earlier. It's like, you know, there's, there's all these <laughs> really beautiful ones and you know it's it's hard to believe and it's like i think just like with the flat earth and the tartaria there's going to be paid opposition to go out and kind of like keep things you know questionable and not legible like a hundred percent you know like if 90 percent of them are are real right and and can be proven with science and the other you know there's going to be people that go out and like with the other 15 percent try to make it try to make fun of it and 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 poke it and poke holes in it but do you guys mind if i read um just a blurb from an article i found to kind of explain what science says crop circles are yeah do that yeah go for it all right tight um blt's researchers believe uh sorry i'm just gonna say this is from veildaily.com the truth about crop circles um, BLT's researchers believe that these changes are caused by high levels of electromagnetic or microwave energy. Also found embedded in the plants within crop circles is space dust, small microscopic particles or matter to believe to be meteoric in origin. Much of this space dust is iron and plants have become magnetized by it. Another mystery is that these microscopic iron particles are sphere-shaped, indicating that these particles were melted in a weightless environment. Then there are some strange balls of light that have been seen and videoed around crop circles. These spheres appear to be the size of basketball or beach ball and have been seen the day or night. They are believed to be composed of plasma energy. Um, So that's that. And it kind of touches on a few things that we did talk about, but that's like, that's what the mainstream kind of narrative is about what crop circles are and how to, how to fit it into people's consciousness. The, na- you know? the mainstream pro narrative, the n- mainstream con. Na- oh yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Would be like, it's all fake. It's guys with uh big old boards with uh, a rope pushing down mm-hmm. the, the crops. So, but that, yeah, that's interesting, but that gets into the alien thing too. Where, where, where you at on that rhyme wave? Man, I, uh, I definitely believe that there's something else out there. I I've actually had two UFO encounters this summer after not having any my entire life. And I'd be happy to get into that. Um, but just more generally, um, about the idea of aliens, like I, I become more open to the idea that they could be interdimensional, um, or, or extra, uh, interterrestrial like they're okay. already here on the earth ultra terrestrial yeah however you i guess yeah. would say it um but i don't really like the idea that it's just like one one group one alien like i think it makes more sense that it's like many different factions you know some benevolent some malevolent um like you know there ships there have been some pretty <laughs> you know, big claims that have been made about, you know, these are all the different types and it's, it's hard to know what to think about that. But one thing I've noticed about UFO culture is that, um, we tend to project ourselves onto it. So like Uh 
a lot of these ideas about aliens, they kind of have to do with like how we live, how we operate. So like we, a lot of UFO people would assume that they fly around in spaceships and that they go to other planets to try to take them over and like take their resources. And, you know, that's just kind of what we do. I mean, as humans, like we fly around in spaceships, we go to other places to start wars and take, take their resources. Like if I think about another civilization that was potentially millions of years advanced us, I mean, who's to say they don't have an entirely different set of like emotions, you know, who's to say that they operate on the, the same wavelength that we do in terms of like, what what they want you know in this life but um a lot of ideas about you know them communicating telepathically or the fact that you know they can drive these ships with their minds like i I do resonate with those ideas um i think a lot of the orbs are um spirits so I, i think a lot of the orbs that people see are not so much like actual crafts that somebody is like flying but um, there's also for sure, like, you know, uh, a military government aspect to it. I mean, you can't really, you can't really believe any sighting too much unless like you're having it yourself. I mean, any, any of the, the famous sightings could easily, yeah, easily just be that. I mean, there's this whole idea that like the powers that be are trying to get people to believe in aliens and that they've been doing this for the past you know, whatever, since the television, you know, came out to try to, if you can get the whole population to believe in aliens and then stage some kind of an event, then you could usher in, you know, a whole new control structure on the earth. I'm open to those ideas. I think that, you know, the military definitely has access to technology that we don't have. So I don't know exactly where I stand on it, but I've, I've had some psychedelic experiences where I've had encounters with entities and dreams um, where I've met some beings in my dreams that were definitely not anything I've seen in this waking reality. So I'm, I'm pretty much open to all of it, but, um, just based on my, my recent experience and, uh, people that I've talked to, I mean, there's, there's something going on for sure. And, uh, it's definitely becoming more, more abundant too, like over the last, you know, five, 10 years and the way that it's coming out into the mainstream, it almost seems like, kind of fishy the way that like it now it's like not crazy it's just like all over the news and it's just like so widely accepted so there's something going on with the whole ufo alien situation i don't know exactly where it's headed but i think there's for sure something out there and i think a lot of them are, are are here to help us and some of them probably aren't right well yeah i guess maybe there's manifestations uh, two different sides to the story too, you know, where there's a good faction and a bad faction, because what I was thinking is like the, the military wants to put this negative spin on aliens and you see it in like the movies and stuff too. Like they're going to take us over and shit, or they're going to, we're going to yep. go to war with them in some way or something like that. It's been but on then TV since day one. But, like. Yeah. But then a lot of the stuff that you hear about UFOs is they're like shooting down like nuclear weapon launches and shit like that like why would a why would a group of aliens that want to kill all the humans try to save us from exploding ourselves totally and one of the things (laughs) what enki versus versus enlo oh yeah yeah that's what i thought you said but i was like what 
Thank you for saying. Yeah, I guess that's what it would be, though, right? You know, <laughs> the original but, aliens, dude. I mean, if we're hybrid like off Anunnaki, like, yeah, like how you're saying the orbs are spirits too, and then like you know, people actually see craft or some some people see like big balls of light. Some people see like just a ton of lights in a row or in some type of pattern that are in the sky, and they can figure that it makes some type of shape or whatnot. But they I mean, just, just Elon, be spirits, just, you know, those lights. Don't, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. I, see, I think yeah, right. craft <laughs> is just is government stuff. And then uh, like the orbs and stuff that, I mean, I don't know how to explain that. Except for that. It's just energy and dust particles and light shining off it. I mean, I, so I think we've been out. trying to split into the cosmic fabric and time space for a long time and to create loopholes and 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 walls and windows into the multiple timelines and i think that there's potential time wars but you know that's happening and i think that's why there's all a lot of like infiltration into the space because space can be also determined as damn near anything you know and space and time are grouped together so it's like we're going into space we're going and you know that's where the voids are the the you can like you know the loopholes are are weaker or something something i don't obviously i don't fucking know but you guys know what i'm talking about sorry to get all all high i I get you but But usually when people see like apparitions or or something like that it's not like everybody sees it at the same time very few incurrences are like that and that could actually be something physical because it's like a a plane or something but most of the time people are like alone or just with like maybe one other person it never seems to be a lot of people yeah or groups of people that see things there there are instances though where there's like there's shit ton of people Some and they're people like in have traffic, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've seen those videos where they like totally just go right through them. That's fucking crazy. I have no explanation for that other than like it could be faked. Uh, yeah. Well, and if you think about a lot of these people that come out with these stories, it's like they're not making that much money. A lot of people are going to label them as crazy. I mean, it's kind of similar to like, doctors like speaking out against COVID. It's like they got fucking hundred thousand dollars in like student loans. They're about to get excommunicated by their peers. Like what's the incentive, you know, for them to take this position. And I feel the same way about a lot of the UFO stuff. It's like, you're not going to get famous. Like you're not going to like get a bunch of money for like interviews. Like a lot of people that you care about are probably going to think you're crazy, you know? So in, in my like, it, with when I operate from a place of like intuition, when I'm listening to like a lot of these in, encounter stories and abduction stories and stuff like that, like I feel like it it doesn't really make sense uh, for people to lie about that kind of thing. And I think most people honestly don't really talk about it much and don't come forward. I mean, since I've had my experience, I've been talking to people about it. A lot of people have been like, "Oh yeah, like I." I had a similar experience and these are people that I've, I've talked to at length, you know, lots of different subjects for many hours and it never came up, you know? So why were they holding that inside? It's cause it's like, it's not the type of the shit that you really just share right when you meet someone like, unless yeah. you're, you're me, <laughs> but let me get this thought out real quick. So one of the things I've noticed about all this like mainstream disclosure that's happening right now 
none of it talks at all about higher states of consciousness, anything spiritual, mm. uh, you know, altered states of consciousness, meditation, dreams, psychedelics. It's all about the technology. Every single report, they're all talking about higher technology. So one theory with that would be that this disclosure is happening because the governments and militaries of the world have this technology and they want to use it and they want to unleash it, but they can't just come out and be like, oh yeah, by the way, we have free energy technology. We've had it for like a hundred years and we're going to use it now because people will be like, what the fuck? Like you could have been saving the planet. Like why, why have you not been helping us? But if they can like seed the consciousness with this idea that, Hey, there's this other, you know, race of beings that have access to this technology. And then, you know, you fucking go on CNN and you see like, oh, we've made contact. Like the aliens have agreed to meet with our world leaders and help us and give access to their technology. You just, you got to get the shot and, uh, you know, sign up for this uh, digital currency. And then, and then we can reverse global warming. And, you know, so like maybe uh. that's it. Like maybe, cause I don't know, to me so much about the UFO, situation is spiritual you know it is interdimensional it's it's the type of shit that you can tap into yeah. in altered states of consciousness so why are we not talking about that why is it all about these crafts that can like do things like that go so fast and they're defying the laws of physics you know it's like to me transhuman that's something maybe. i've i've kind of picked up on uh recently just just seeing all these reports in the news it's like it seems very obvious to me that they just want to unleash this technology yeah I I I see that in a way too, you know, especially with the creation of like space force and shit. And then like, you see like the whole alien narrative going on or like, you know, uh, Musk trying to fucking fly up in a spaceship. And then the guy from Virgin and then Bezos, like <laughs> all of them are trying to fucking shoot up a spaceship at the same fucking time that I think all of those, like two of them were the same day. Right or day yeah. apart and then the, the yeah. third one was like maybe like within a week of that it's like what the fuck Netflix is that about? documentaries about it and shit and they're like oh watch <laughs> this america we're going into space we're and why are they just going and why are they just going up into like upper atmosphere and then coming back down but the, yeah. it's all the about the transhumanist about? agenda. I'm and telling where's you the guys. camera that you took with you i want to see a camera view of everything from all three of those. <laughs> Every angle. I didn't baby. even watch them. I was yeah. like, this oh, is fucking alternate lame. angles too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't I even think... know how I feel about that. The Elon and fucking Bezos and all that shit. I don't like any of those fuckers. <laughs> They're controlling the narratives completely right now. And, and like the entire cap, like when the entire capital market relies on anything you say publicly at all, at all, anything you say sways a fucking market by millions of dollars is by words you say that come out of your fucking mouth. You're controlling the entire narrative of of of, of reality of the the simulation that we live in the system, right? These people, and then we're looking at them like these gods for going into space because it's it's that, a controlled fucking. Want? That's exactly what the fuck they want. They they are the messengers and and the the of transhumanism. It's like L Ron Hubbard creating Scientology kind of shit. You know, the guy who was a fucking founding member of NASA, right? Scientology was about some alien shit. It's just like, it's all, 
it's it's inter- it's intertangled. I think the entire MK Ultra series and projects and all of that was um I okay, so this is a, a common one in like the the <laughs> threads of like the the alien realm, right? You were talking about um uh dumbs earlier, deep underground military bases and a oh, lot of people that, that have uh dumbs were we ta- Oh yeah, under- I guess I know what you're talking about. I, I can't remember. Uh, Roman when. and I were like earlier this morning. I, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yes. Yes. And uh, so, aliens and the military working together, right? People a lot of times say, oh, I've seen the greys working, uh, yeah. you know, with the, you know, the Air the Force and they control the government, you know, and it, it I mean, I, it's really like if you were going out here to, I, I, I would see no reason why communication wouldn't have already been had and there wouldn't be a reason it it would make sense why the predictive programming has such a strong narrative on the aliens and what the people believe aliens are because the the television was all built around the cia getting programming out to the people and that's been built into the the entire history of television in general right it was all created for one single reason and purpose because we live in the fucking the, the system and the system is built like that. That's why the system is here. And so like for me to think about the military, you know, fucking being nefarious and fucking like, you know, being the number one mind control fucking to make you think that you need to fucking fight for some fucking rich fucks is mind control. Right? Anyways. Um, for sure. But yeah. yeah, you know, what do you guys think about that? But if the r- aliens ruled every nation or whatever, they, why would they make all of them fight each other? It's a good question. Disaster capitalism. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, it's strange. <laughs> I, don't know. I guess you just who cares? It's a fucking game. Like there, there's that meme of aliens like watching Earth on TV. You know, right? Well, yeah. And when you think about all the the crazy fucked up shit that's happening, yeah, the on world the planet, is stage. It's like, yeah, it's like if <laughs> if there was some higher intelligence that could help us get out of it you know, why haven't they done that yet? You know, but I I don't know. I'm kind of like into the idea that they're, they're so evolved, these beings that they're kind of past a point of like intervention in the sense that like you said, they've disarmed nuclear missiles and stuff like who's to say that hasn't happened like a lot. Like who's to say the reason that we're here right now isn't through some kind of intervention that maybe we didn't actually notice that it happened but but it it did happen and they are kind of like behind the scenes making sure we don't fuck shit up too bad but at the same time they're like we're we're gonna like try to help people figure this out on their own and going back to the crop circles like a lot of these crop circles people say encode the um the the keys to free energy technology so it's like they're not just going to give us this free energy technology but they're they're trying to like let us know how to create it you know by by giving us different messages and i mean i'm not convinced that certain people aren't aliens like i look at some of the really you know influential Uh, you know powerful like artists and people that have just completely transformed (laughs) our culture in in positive ways and you know who's to say that's not some enlightened uh soul you know that came from another dimension to to help us like i i don't know i feel some days i feel like i might be one of those (laughs) and 
it makes sense that we wouldn't remember it either. Cause it's like, if, if you were a, an enlightened soul and you're, you're coming to this planet to do good and, and help steer the ship in the right direction. If, if you knew that, if you incarnated in this body and you're like aware of that, like I'm here to help the planet and like, you know, I'm from another dimension. It's like, it wouldn't really work. You know, it's almost like you'd have to kind of wipe, wipe the slate clean and like, forget all that. You know, you're, you're still the enlightened soul, you know, you still come to earth to, to, you know, do your, your service to the planet. Um, but I think, I don't know. I meet so many people all the time that I, I feel like are like, you know, enlightened souls from other mm-hmm. dimensions that have like mm-hmm. come to this planet to like help, uh, help save it. And yeah, I don't know. It's, but that is, a, that is a, definitely a head scratcher. It's like, yeah, why the fuck are we still seeing all this war and death and destruction? Um, you know, the if, dimensional if aliens, are, man, between obviously they're bad aliens that are controlling us, then yeah, it's a zoo. And we're just animals in a zoo, and we just don't realize it. We think we're the shit, but maybe, maybe I, I gr- like that theory. A whole group of foxes <laughs> out there think they're badass, and that they I heard can't a, be humans. I heard a funny a idea that <laughs> aliens like adopt adopt humans the same way you can like adopt a pet, like oh. jaguar in like another country, or like you could you know, pay, pay, pay a hundred dollars to like adopt this animal, like, you know, in, in Africa, it's like maybe aliens are like adopting humans and then they like, they come down every once in a while to check on us and be like, Oh, how's my, how's my human doing? Well, you know, like, like, okay. So this is what (laughs) gets me about the alien shit. Like I was into aliens and shit and ancient astronaut theory for like 15 years. But then, like, this new disclosure shit is what made me go, ah, fuck aliens now. I can't even handle it. It's so cheesy. And then, but one of the things that gets me that I, like, can't get over is the fact that you hear about it so much in, like, ancient history, too. And you have, like, these, like, you know, little figurine dolls that look like aliens. And then you have, like, fucking stories of, like, Alexander the Great had the flying shield when he went to battle with uh, whoever it was over there. And it's like, and then you hear like, and then Constantine saw a giant cross in the sky and he, he realized that God is real. And it's like some of these stories and like the paintings of like the spaceship with the beam down on like Mary or whatever it is into the building, you know, given, um, fertilizing her like that stuff is what makes me go well how'd they get that in there if it's bullshit then what what are what are these things doing here you know totally and i I guess those things could be fake and the stories could be made up but i don't know i don't know what do you guys think about that like because i totally agree with that i mean because yeah it's it's really hard to look at anything right now and be like oh that's you know, definitely not the military or whatever. I mean, you just don't know nowadays, but back then, I mean, way back in history, it's like, we didn't have these same power structures that existed. People were living in much more simple ways, like simple ways with 90 feet tall pyramids. (laughs) (laughs) 
I guess well, I'm thinking about than, <laughs> yeah. than the stress that like a less a lesser stress natural. They're living place. with the yeah. earth, man, with the earth. Yeah. Well, and who fucking knows? Honestly, like you know, can can you believe like any anything in history? Like, yeah, I, you know, I that's, I have a hard time with that now. It's like I said that too. Like, what the fuck are we doing re- researching lies? I mean, who the fuck knows? I mean, how much can you trust? Like, already people like just throw anything NASA does out the fucking window. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, because we lost, we recorded over the fucking moon landing tape. What kind of stupid shit is that? Like, that's fucking and yet they still relic get national treasure. A day. Like, how the fuck can you go, oh, we don't have enough money to buy another one of these. We're going to record over this. Get the fuck out of here. Do you, you guys listen to Crow 777? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, do you remember? Guy. Do you remember he did this episode with a dude who he was like a student majoring in history? Do you remember this guy? Um, it was like probably like maybe like a year ago. I I could go find the episode and send you a link. It's like hard to find certain episodes because he doesn't put like the the guest title yeah. uh, in the title. But it was basically this dude who was like, you know, it was an undergraduate student who was like majoring in history and he's trying to figure out where history came from and like you know Mm -hmm. where where these stories started and uh he was just blown away by the fact that it was like a very narrow group of people you know from very specific places and that a lot of these like original historical documents um could have potentially been forged (laughs) and you know he was even looking into history departments in schools and he said that there was so little information about how the departments were actually founded, you know, when they were founded was very recent, like, you know, middle, you know, 1950s, 1960s, most of the history departments were founded. So that episode kind of blew my mind because it was just showing how, you know, even people that uh, are studying history in school, when they really dig in to try to figure out where did this come from? You know, where did these stories start? It's like, it's, it's, it's kind of like hard to tell if it's actually legit. Um, but I'll see if I could find that episode and I'll send you a link. Cause it was, it was really cool. And the guy, I, I haven't heard him on any other podcast, but it was just, yeah, this dude who's like majoring in history. That was just like, where, where did this come from? And, um, yeah, that gets into the whole Tartaria aspect of there being a reset and then yeah, and just rebuilding at this period in time and then uh, teaching people and bringing in resources for whatever they wanted people to believe in the first place. So, I mean, Half that gets into age, that man. and our whole history is all bullshit. So, what can we trust? Can we even trust anything? I don't even fucking know. Trust, I mean, trust yourself. I trust say your, like time travel is just riding your bike down the street or hopping in a car or hopping in a train or flying in an airplane. That's all time travel. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, time travel uh, through meditation too. And, um, you know, the, the, the conscious jumping is, is another thing I, I wanted to touch up Ooh. on. Like with, you know, alien stuff you're talking about. I know you've done a. Um, maybe you don't mind sharing some uh, some psychedelic experiences you've had. Maybe um, ceremonial things that have, have made you experience something uh, like where you think you have jumped time, or you know um, 
any fun stories like that, sir? Hey. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of something specific in terms of like the the time jumping aspect. Um, I've definitely, yeah, I would say, just like in a more general sense, like I feel like uh, with something like um, like DMT or like ayahuasca, which I've um, done a few times, I, I think it kind of like finds people that that need it or people that would benefit from it or people that, you know, can help like carry that torch. Um, because I mean, I talked to a lot of people about it and a lot of people are like, Oh, I, you know, I don't need to do that or I, I would never do that. Or, you know, I just have no desire, but like for myself, when I first found out about it, it, it was all I could think about. It was just like, I, I just knew I had to have that experience. And, um, you know, since I've had those experiences, it, it's been very apparent that it's like these, you know, higher states of consciousness are helping me transform my life and become, uh, you know, the best version of myself. And I still have a long way until I get there. But just thinking about like the personal transformation that I've had through psychedelics it's it's almost it's almost like some future self you know some future version of myself uh my higher self is like coming back in time and like delivering these experiences to me um so that i can grow and evolve and um but yeah i'm i would say like i'm just trying to think of like more general stuff related to that. I mean, I was, I grew up religious and then I was pretty much like hardcore atheist for most of my teenage years and, mm -hmm. um, college years. And like, um, it wasn't until I really started getting into, into the psychedelics, particularly DMT that I kind of like found spirituality again and just started like entertaining the idea that, uh, there could be something else out there. And, um, once you have these experiences, it's, it's really hard not to hold that belief. I know a few people that have had the experiences and they're still kind of in a scientific materialist, um, worldview where it's like, oh, we're just t tweaking things in our brain and it's, it's unlocking, uh, a different way of viewing the world. But, um, I've just, I've had way too many crazy experiences to, to feel that way. Like it really feels like there's something else that's, um, that you're tapping into. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Do you have any follow-up questions, a little bit, uh, more specific direction you'd like me to go on with that train of thought? Well, uh, do you, do you, have you had any experiences where, through this can be, um, you know, through meditation or, you know, just, just experiencing your higher, you know, vibrational state of consciousness in one, in a, in a special moment, um, where you've just kind of, um, a similar experience that I, I have had and what I'm trying to relay, I guess, is like, um, uh, a collective pool of energy or like, uh, kind of have you have you gone have you have you ever had an out of body experience and gone to the the collective consciousness or experienced that kind of thing? 
Yeah, I would say I, I kind of feel like there's different like different realms, like different kind of stages. Um, sorry, I got the cat climbing on me. Yes. Oh, what's your cat's name? <laughs> uh, this is Sawyer. Sawyer. I'm going to let him hang out because he's super cool and awesome. Hope he doesn't um, get lost. But yeah, I would say, <laughs> honestly, the the dream the dream realm has, has kind of blown my mind like just as much or more than like the, the psychedelic realms. Um, the psychedelic realms feel like it's, it's hard to, it's hard to articulate, but it's like, it kind of goes along with you, you know, as you go through a journey. So, um, it's going to show you things that you need to see, you know, at particular moments to help you like figure things out in your life. And then as you figure those like lessons and, you know, you work on the, the karmic cycles, then you unlock higher dimensions. And, um, you know, a lot of it's like unlocking previous memories from things that have happened earlier in your life that will help you understand things or, um, just bringing into the light different things that you need to do in your life. Um, and one thing I've noticed is if you look at psychedelic art, like if you guys seen like super trippy art, it's, it's never, it's always amazing, but it's never exactly what I see. Like I haven't seen an artist yet and I've seen hundreds and hundreds of like visionary artists, different artists, and each one of them is a little bit different. Um, but it's never exactly what I see it's it's close like there's some people that i'm like okay yeah that's that's getting pretty close but i still haven't seen an artist that can paint or draw my realm so i think a lot of times these psychedelic experiences they're like these internal realms and each one of us has a unique Mm -hmm. one um with a different flavor and you know different colors and different beings and different entities and you know maybe that's just our brain interacting with this realm but uh, that to me is like a little bit more mysterious in terms of yeah. like, yeah. just the fact that different people go to different places. And like, I know that like when I do, you know, DMT or ayahuasca, like I'm going to see a completely different realm than the person next to me, but it's the same medicine that's working. Um, versus like with the dreams, I've, I've noticed that there's like clear, dimensions to the dreams like higher and lower dimensions like there's some where it's like fucking horror movie you know there's Mm -hmm. some where it's just like super like dark like scary like crazy fucked up shit happening and then the opposite like there's some where it's like super incredible golden age narnia garden of eden type shit you know where it's just like the most beautiful thing that you could imagine and then everything in between and um but it's always like a different flavor of, of this reality. You know, it'll be like elements of this reality, but then on these like higher and lower planes. And I do think that exists in the psychedelic realm as well, but it's, it's a little bit more mysterious, you know, the, the different um, realms that you can tap into. But yeah, I'm having a hard time, like, I guess, articulating no, exactly what I'm easiest, trying to say. It's not the easiest thing to articulate. Also, like, I mean, I think consciousness is one of the most hard to articulate, um, 
and one of the most easily misunderstood things that that we all share together. I mean, it's it's vast and huge, and and there is no explaining it really. And that's the beautiful part behind it, you know. Do you guys have a repeating dream or like a repeating theme, maybe in the dreams that you do have? I'm in school a lot. Here in a school. lot of my dreams, yeah, I'm in school. Like, in, not the same school, but like, yeah, a lot of my dreams. And it's honestly just been the last year, not even, that I've been getting really into the dream work and actually remembering them. And yeah. um, some of that had to do with cutting back my, my cannabis intake a oh. little bit. And now I'm kind of figuring out how to do both. But um, yeah, a lot of dreams where I'm in class or like in some kind of a school and, you know, there's a teacher and um i would say that's like kind of the one theme and then and then like obvious you know desires in this life like a lot of dreams i'm just like ch- chasing after some chick um you know like but uh yeah i would say those are like my main recurring themes like in class or like searching for love hmm. yeah i always uh have a dream where i'm like it's kind of like an Indiana Jones type thing. I'm always on like Ooh. an adventure. I'm always adventuring something or like finding something out or uncovering something. And, you know, it's always like like an action movie type of feeling. And I always I, like can't ever wake up because I have to like finish it in my head. Like I get stuck in them and I can't leave. But I always leave before the endings usually or... I never know what ends up happening. Yeah. But they are in color too. Do you dream in color? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. What about yeah, you, I mean, Roman? Shit. Man, all right. I'm going to tell you guys first a dream I had the other night, which is crazy. Um, and if mom, you're listening, uh, which I know you are, I love you very much. This shit oh, happened. What's up, Roman's mom? Hey. Um, biggest fan you know always Uh, but yeah the other night I was at a gas station and you know the pump on the other side of the gas station across the parking lot um, I see my my mom's husband and her uh, and and some dude and like I just have like a fucking gun and like I shot the dude (laughs) next to him and then they pull out a gun and shot me in the shoulder. And then I'm next thing I know, I'm like, I'm running down the road and I'm just fucking going. And um, I like hop into this apartment building and I was just like, it was like I, there was all these people and some of them were familiar. And then next thing I know, it was kind of like a little bit of a party vibe. And I like, I somehow had a clone of myself and damn. Then it was just like me and like trying to heal a fucking, uh, uh, a gun wound. And then I, then I woke up shortly <laughs> after that and it was, I was like, what the fuck was that? Why did it? <laughs> Cause the only person who was familiar in that dream that I knew was my mom's hmm. husband. That's um, crazy. Isn't that weird Very how it like pulls out like, random things sometimes mm-hmm. and like you're like i don't know why the fuck that was there but that's not how the thing is things are it's like it's like who are these faces like sometimes i'll see very detailed um faces i i commonly mm-hmm. see very detailed people and there's like very detailed scenes um yep. and 
they it's like but who are these fucking people in color yeah and the only repeating dreams i've really ever had um where is i'm on a bus a school bus and there's always different amounts varying people on there um and the bus is going up this like mountain road and the road turns but the bus doesn't turn and the bus goes straight and down and then I, it's always me running to the front of the thing, looking at the driver and saying, why did you do that again? And then like, then it's trying to save people as we're like, and then the water hits usually. And then you wake, you wake up just like yeah, right yeah. when the water hits or, you know, a falling dream, like right when it boom. Yeah. Right. Right before. Yeah. So weird. Or right before you get to the bad guy, or like right before you finally make that discovery that you've been looking for that your whole trip. Yeah. Right before you're about to move that rock and see the light, you you wake up. Or right Flying. when you get lucid. That's happened to me a couple times. Is like I'll I'll get to a lucid place where I'm like, oh shit, I, I can fly, mm-hmm. and then like oh. it gets real hard to like hold on to it sometimes at that point, and yeah. I'll snap out of it. One of the things I noticed too about crazy dreams is a lot of times when you wake up, you're like really happy to be alive, you know, because you (laughs) thought something bad had happened in the dream. Then you wake up, you're like, okay, cool. That, that bad thing didn't happen. Or like you thought you fucked up or you thought you're dead, you're dying or whatever. And that's kind of interesting to me how um, so many of the different dreams that I've had when I wake up in the morning, I'm, I'm happy to be alive. You know, I'm just like fucking carpe diem sees the day. Like today's going to be a great day. And I don't know. I think that's, that's an interesting aspect of dreams. How, cause there's definitely some that are like scary and terrifying. I'm sure people have had traumatic dreams where they're like traumatized from their dreams. But I think the more you get into the dream work, the more it like really enhances your life, gives you a lot to think about, you know, presents new questions and just makes you like really stoked to be in this body and you know having this this human experience yeah hey any of the fire tribe out there send us some emails with uh your dream experience what your themes are if you dream in color black and white or what your dreams look like that'd be fun and then maybe we'll we can read some of them have you have you met people that dream in black and white uh no but uh i like iron maiden and they always have they have a song called uh, I only dream in black and white. And I thought that's trippy <laughs> that people actually dream in black and white. That's the thing, though, that they don't I they don't have any color in their people. dreams. And then I think there's a thing with blind people, too, where they <laughs> can't actually to, visualize any to. dreams. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's trippy. Yeah, right? Uh, but I or, think I've also heard the, the uh, countering uh, story, too, where, like, they will have they will have vivid dreams. Of what, though? If they've never know, seen what I, things look like, how do they perceive it? I swear I heard that. That I mean, yo, crazy, right? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just had a couple of thoughts, too. So, like, back to the, the conversation where we're, like, talking about the difference between the dream state and the psychedelic realm. I've, I've heard some anecdotes from, like, medicine workers, shamans who, you know, work with plant medicine on a regular basis. And a lot of them seems like it's a commonly held belief that it's the same realm that the dream realm and the 
plant medicine, ayahuasca realm, whatever you want to call it, uh, is actually the same realm. And that's really interesting to me because for me, it's very different, but I'm open to that idea that you're like tapping into the same realm. Um, and then I also just had the thought I've, I've had some dreams where I've had premonitions and I know a lot of other people too, where they, you know, you have a dream about something and then it happens the next day. Um, and that's pretty fucking crazy. The fact that, you know, you can like tap in, you know, almost like remote view the future. Um, and yeah, I had one in particular where I was with my family in a house that was like getting flooded. And I was like with my mom, my brother and my sister, and we're in this house and the water's rushing in we had to escape. And, um, it was you know, very memorable. Like I totally remembered it the next morning. And then I, I talked to my mom the next day and she told me that our family cabin had been flooded and that a couple dams broke. Um, so that was fucking crazy. Yeah. And then there, there was another, there's another crazy dream I had where I was like in this like hot springs and I was just like chilling in this hot springs and a sloth, like, came up out of the water like (laughs) just like and i've never dreamt of a sloth you know before after that and then the next day i was like on facebook like scrolling and uh no is apparently it was international sloth day (laughs) no no. i had no idea and i was like what the fuck i just dreamt about a sloth so my theory on that was that i was tapping into the collective consciousness and like even though i didn't know that it was International Sloth Day, a sloth appeared in my dream because so many other people all around the world were thinking mm-hmm. about sloths because it was International Sloth Day. That one Everybody of them was into on my that dream. sloth game that day. They were just like, yo, tomorrow's <laughs> sloth day. I'm coming at it full sloth, full sloth out. Uh, so that kind of, okay, this taps into, and they're all connected, I think, really. Um, but this taps into collective consciousness, entities, um, and orbs. Okay. So like electricity, do you guys, yeah. um, think that That's entities are to able to. to attach themselves to electricity? Um, and then use Ooh. and then harness, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like when like fucking, you know, like, I don't know, like how you guys ever had like, think, uh, think of a like, river, think of a river yes. that's like electricity and you're moving through it. And sometimes there's rocks in the way. Sometimes you just got a clear path or sometimes there's like some type of high grass or something that's going to slow you down that you're going to bog through or whatever. I think it's kind of like that in a way, like all this static electricity is all around us like constantly. And we are like walking fucking electric rods. And so we get all this. this yeah conductors we get the static above us and like sometimes like it can pass over us and we we get downloaded that like image or whatever you want to call it premonition or whatever it might be and you get that like kind of into your head just like what he was exactly saying through the collective consciousness but if we think of it consciousness is can be an electric electric charge couldn't it be yeah. yeah. And or then vi- the internet vibration. Vibration, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wi-Fi. I, I think about that. It's all vibration, yeah. everything. Even my voice coming through this microphone. Yeah, we're all just li- frequency. Light waves. Yeah. It's all vibration. 
It's like, and I think we created the, the, um, this was talking about earlier too, about ripping into time space. I think that's like the main reason that like computers have really been created and, you know, they get leaked out to us and we get to use computers for our purposes of social media. Data mining. We're data mining. Whatever. And we're data mining, but I, and then that's like (laughs) still, that's like some surface layer shit to what I think really computers were actually for, dude, is like making algorithms or something to fucking rip into to make to rip into the the next time like to be able to jump times time travel like fucking you know time travel machines and shit and harnessing energy for that reason yeah i mean who knows what we were like when we had our pineal gland all intact and everybody in the world was on that fucking level you know we could have been fucking tripping the fuck out every day but we don't know that reality anymore so have you guys seen the artist who had cancer in his pineal gland? No. Oh, you could find it pretty easily. So there's some artist who like, I think it was cancer, but like, yeah, he basically had like his pineal gland was not functioning. Um, or it was dying or, you know, whatever. But you look at this dude's art, it's the most psychedelic shit you've ever seen. And that blows my mind because you would think that a person without a functioning pineal gland would not be able to tap into those realms. But it seems like he was just living in it. Like it seems like he was just like in that oh. space, but yeah, Holy just type shit. in to type into your search bar after the show, like yeah. artist pineal gland cancer and you'll, you'll see it. And it's like, it's super crazy trippy shit. And that, that to me is just an interesting idea. Like I, I like the idea that the pineal gland is like the, the seat of the soul and, you know, creates uh-huh. dmt and like I, i'm into all those ideas but it seems like there's something else going on there because uh apparently here's a dude who didn't have full access to that you know to the point where they said it was cancerous and he's still making wild psychedelic art yeah but maybe that was putting yeah, some like, type of stress on it that was causing him to have like crazy visions constantly yeah yeah. i could see that that's one of the theories or imprinted into his head into his brain you know have you guys like he couldn't not do art like he just had to do i don't i don't know if it was that i think it was just the art that he was creating was was super trippy i i i did go look and it's pretty nuts yeah yeah. Have you guys heard the theory that uh, DMT is a neurotransmitter? Huh. So no. a neurotransmitter, I, I forget the exact definition, but I think there's like five of them that we've discovered. And a neurotransmitter is something that your body uh, creates endogenously. So it's like your body creates it. It's essential to different functions within the body. Mm-hmm. I think there's like five things that like classify as a neurotransmitter. And there's a lot of people that are theorizing, you know, over the last few years as we're researching DMT more that it could potentially be like the sixth neurotransmitter or like, you know, an undiscovered neurotransmitter because we know it's created in the body. We think that it's, you know, it's operating in functions like dreaming, you know, when, when you're born, when you die, like it's Mm -hmm. such new science, we don't know exactly um, how 
it functions, but um, your body metabolizes it. So that's why when you smoke it, it only lasts for like 10 minutes is because as soon as it hits your system, your body's metabolizing it. And like there's enzymes in your gut that are like basically trying to get rid of the massive amount as quick as possible uh, to get you back to this reality. But I'm just super fucking fascinated with uh, DMT in particular. And when I first did it, it was all I could think about for like the next like year, like every day. It was just like all I could fucking think about because I mean, the experience just like shook me in such a crazy way. And um, same thing with, you know, plant medicine, ayahuasca, which is a DMT containing uh, brew. But yeah, I'm psychedelics were uh, a deep rabbit hole that I, I went down for years and years just researching as much as I could about them. And, um, now it's, I'm kind of at the point where it's like, I, I've, I've heard a lot of the theories and ideas and a lot of the new research that's coming out. I'm kind of like, okay, yeah. Like I, I, I could have told you that <laughs> Like it's like, Oh, it helps with depression and anxiety and creates, creates new neural networks i'm like no shit like <laughs> you don't say um but it's yeah it's kind of cool that it's like breaking through into the mainstream i just hope it's not some some new mk ultra project because uh, <laughs> it's kind of weird what's happening with like the legalization of like mdma and yeah. psilocybin like I'm, I'm pretty into it but it also seems like they're just like trying to corporatize you know commodify the experience and it's only going to be accessible to people that have money and you Mm -hmm. know there's not much of a focus on plants it's really just like a focus on uh molecules that they can patent Mm -hmm. but um well this the systemic change too within the society like if the baby boomers are all dying they weren't even doing that shit back in the day so it's consistent for the people that are going to be older when the system changes you know that would have that and so it's like i just see like this continuous kind of like societies you know it's always constantly kind of like forming new um you know just structures the way it's and and it's gonna always keep evolving i mean this is all obvious right like society is obviously only going to keep evolving but for for that i mean like you know i think that drugs will eventually um you know they'll be therapeutic for a while and then it'll it depends on how the war on drugs goes and continues and if the system ever uh, <laughs> collapses within itself as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or if we get Sorry for that sidewall. <laughs> nah, dude, I love it. You know? I, I like the idea a lot of these, like, plants are conscious, like, animism. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Yeah, you know, I absolutely fuck with that. Yeah. I think like everything that. has a consciousness. I think a consciousness is the frequency of that thing that object that person that yeah that's the electricity within it you know maybe they're finding us now in this time because we really need them for what we're going through now and and what's to come i mean i know my psychedelic experiences have definitely made me a little bit more comfortable with the idea of death and um you know it's not to say i'm i'm you know i i don't want to die and you know, I, I want to live as long as I can, but it's like, if you look at the crazy stuff that's happening, the way we're evolving right now, I would say it's, it's a perfect time for um, a lot of these substances and plants to kind of enter into 
uh, a more abundant place where they're more easily accessible and are reaching more people because I, I think we need it more than ever in terms of the you know, the trauma that the human species has uh, incurred over the years and also just like what the future looks like. I mean, I like to think the future looks bright, but you, you look around the world, what's happening today. It's like, I, uh, I think we're, we're going through an immense pressure, you know, as a, as a collective and like, you don't evolve unless pressure is put on you. Like if, if you have like, you know, a species, um, and you're observing it, like they, they evolve through pressure. You put pressure on a species and they'll evolve in different ways. They'll develop different adaptations. And I think like, you know, the whole COVID situation and, um, you know, everything that's happening with the planet is putting a crazy pressure on the human species that will force us into adapting and evolving, um, in, probably ways that we we couldn't predict you know and that that we can't really anticipate but that that gives me a little bit of hope you know where it's like okay tough times you know it's it's not easy but we're we're evolving like there's no way we can't you know develop new ways of adapting to this world as the world shifts around us yeah um beautiful yeah that's good man it's really good but we often talk on the show kind of about natural versus synthetic a lot, you know, and it's kind of the same aspect there of natural drugs, you know, but being created so that they can sell it and make money off. And it's, it's a total different outcome, you know? So, yeah. What do you, what do you guys think about that? Cause I've heard people say everything's natural, you know, cause like, you can't create you can't create a synthetic thing without taking natural elements and then creating that synthetic thing but i, I don't know I, I feel like there's a little bit of a difference but it, it's kind of a mind fuck right intention in behind well, it, the, it's, uh, the the creation yeah. of the product like that the, you know it's soulless the, yeah the intention behind the it energy is not in it man the frequency is not there you know yeah the frequency but, is fake it's created it's not natural Right. Like if you're just living in a digital world, it's mm. kind of hard to be like, oh, it's all it's all natural, man. It's like versus somebody that's going outside every day and, you know, digging in the dirt and, you know, like going camping. Like, like, yeah. I think it's it's OK to make that distinction. You know, this is this is more natural or, you know, this is more synthetic. But at the end of the day, it's like it's all natural. And even something like technology, I mean could just be the natural evolution of a species that's spent a certain amount of time on a planet. Like maybe, you know, it, it's just inevitable that eventually technology will be created. And then it's kind of, it's up to us <laughs> to like find that balance because I mean, that's how we're talking right now. It's like, you know, how I make my music. Like yeah, yeah. there, there are some no, really beautiful aspects to technology the internet i mean think about how mm -hmm. incredible the internet is for a tool to um do a you know, podcast yeah to, to, <laughs> to educate yourself you know mm -hmm. to connect with others but it's like you got to find that balance because if if you're just on the internet all day long you're missing out on a huge part of this human experience and 
it's also like not healthy. Like we know that you have to get outside, you need sunlight, you know, you have to have like actual real physical interactions with other people and, you know, touch, you know, touching other people is like so beneficial. So it's like, clearly there's, there's something there, but, um, yeah, it's cause I'm, I'm, I'm with you in terms of like, I'm not into the, the transhumanist, you know, technocratic, uh, you know, projections for the future. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I think that technology has unlocked some, some crazy things and, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of it in a, in a lot of ways, but I, I find that, you know, I need to find that balance with myself where it's like, okay, spending too much time, you know, on my computer, on my phone, you know, time to go, go play outside. And it's been fun working on the farm that I've been at. Cause I've been like outside all day. And that's, it's the first time in my life that I've just like spent an insane amount of time outside and I'm like definitely feeling the benefits of that. Yeah. Yeah. Once you do that, you can't really go back. Like I, uh, I agree. Um, yeah. Like technology is the harnessing of energy for a valuable purpose. Right. And I think all cultures have always done it. The other day I was thinking, wow, um, you know, animals adapt to the massive amount of electrical conductivity and harnessing of, uh, you know, just straight electrical charge that humans have created on earth, right? Like power lines, birds sit on power lines. Um, you know, my fucking Wi-Fi router is just pumping off fucking little like pulses of stuff, but the dogs sit right next to it. You know, um, it's, 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 it's like, okay, yeah. So electricity, um, has existed here on earth and we harnessed it. So it's, it is, I think inevitable, but that ties into the lost history aspect of it all. So was all the technology specifically suppressed and hidden and then the agenda was completely kind of whitewashed and then you know the mud flood or whatever of the the societies of wiping out (laughs) i think i think so i think it happens in waves i think every you know century or so or you know maybe longer maybe 500 years every few hundred years or whatever the fuck it needs to happen maybe it's astrologically or maybe it's some alien force telling people when to um when the, what the times are and the times are very distinguished and, and clear in there. And then whoever rises to the power of controlling the, <laughs> the narrative at that time, then fucking has it for that, that time period, you know, and then it's probably this constant battle that we're always going to be going through because earth is just a playing field for maybe many fucking alien entities or whatever, what have you. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's definitely important to be like open to that idea of like a, you know, that there's this, this cosmic, uh, you know, battle that's always been going on of like good and evil. Cause I've gotten into conversations with people where they're like, evil doesn't exist. You know, it's, it's not real. It's just like a, a manufactured concept. And, you know, I've, I've even been at that place in life where I'm like, I don't know if, you know, if evil actually exists or if it's just this like, idea that we've developed over time, but, but being open to that idea, it kind of, um, it allows you to not be too like, um, how can I say it? Like to, to realize that some of the stuff that's happening in the world could be originating from 
that place and to like be careful from it. Cause if you don't believe in it, it's like, uh, you've probably heard the quote. It's like the, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Yeah. So it's like, if, if you don't, if you're not open to that, then it could, it could take advantage of you. You know, you could, uh, you could succumb to those, those forces that are not out there to help you. But if you understand that there are these like cosmic forces of light and dark, you know, whether or not it's, you know, just a higher and lower realm, whether or not it's conscious and unconscious, whether or not it's, you know, angels and demons, God or the devil, like, you know, who cares exactly what it is, but it's just the idea that there, there is something there where it's Mm -hmm. like, you could you could yeah. call it good and evil and to, to be aware that those forces exist and that you know it's inside of all of us like like we oh. have those forces inside of us and we need to learn to harness uh hopefully the, the good side i mean it seems like some people choose to harness the other side but yeah i'm, I'm all about that idea that it's just like you know throughout all of time it's just been like a cosmic battle you know of these like light and dark forces and you know, now we're just in another incarnation of that. And, uh, yeah, man, we're, we're fucking hold, holding the, the torch of the light workers. I feel, feel you guys doing it. I, uh, I try to, I try to hold that torch myself. Yeah, man. You could, you could think of that also as positive and negative electricity. Absolutely. Positive, negative vibrations. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because there's. Have you heard? Have you guys heard about like, uh, like you know, harmonious like vibrations or like dissonant vibrations? The whole like, um, different hertz, you know, like music or like and stuff and yeah, human resonance, four forty and mm-hmm. yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. shit's super, super interesting to me. I haven't quite worked it into the tunes yet. Yeah, I was going to ask you, actually, I didn't mean to ask you when we were talking about music earlier, if you were interested or have ever tried to, you know, use healing sounds or healing tones in your music to, to kind of put out the vibe, you know? Yeah, it's, I mean, in, in the creation process of the tunes, I, I try not to think too hard about it, like occasionally I'll get an idea where I'll be like, Oh, I want to like put this instrument in there, you know, do something that sounds like more like tribal or whatever. But usually I'll just sit down and just kind of start playing with sounds and I'll just kind of let it come about like that. And, um, I'm definitely interested in working more with like real instruments Mm -hmm. because most of the music I make now is like, digital and I've I've gotten some friends to play like actual instruments and recorded that. And that's kind of like something I'd like to do a little bit more of in the future, because I think that if you can integrate actual real instruments into your music, that could potentially be more healing than just like a digital song. But I've, I've heard a lot of, you know, digitally produced music that I think is very healing and has that, um, vibe but yeah it's it's been interesting finding that balance because with hip-hop you know you want it to be kind of like you know you want it to be hyphy vibing like hard hitting (laughs) like you know it's got to kind of have that have that punch Mm -hmm. um to keep keep people's head you know nodding and like body moving but then at the same time 
you can do that with some sounds that are like more, I, I can't think of another word other than, other than healing, but just like, you know, more in tune with, tune, uh, yeah. in, you know, good vibes, but I don't know. I, I also like really weird, mysterious, like dark sounding music as well. <laughs> and like in movies and like it's and even art, you know, it's like, cause like we just said, you know, both of those are, are within us. And it, sometimes I'll, I'll hear some music where it's like, this is just too happy. Like this is just fucking cheesy. You know, it's like, I see, I don't know. I think you just got to do what's, what's real for yourself. And I think, you know, artists are definitely like channeling some shit. Like we're receivers tapping into something else. I mean, most of the time when I'm writing or producing, I don't really know Ooh. where it's coming from. It's just like coming through me and I'll like look at something I made or listen to something I made. And I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? Like fucking can't believe I just made that. Right. And you don't, <laughs> a lot of people say that though. Too. It's like a very common. No, I do. It's not like I, I go into a daze where I, I can't remember oh. creating it. But when you listen to like a final product and you think about you know how did this come together it's really hard to trace it back so um, true that could also have something to do with the fact that i'm not classically trained really yeah. other than i took some lessons as a kid but i'm not like i'm gonna make a song in the key of g that has these elements and like i'll just be like all right set the time signature lay down a drum beat and just start fucking around and then with uh the writing of the rhymes. I mean, sometimes I'll be like, I'm going to write a song that's like kind of about this or a song that like kind of revolves around this idea. But then the words that actually come out around that idea, I don't know where I'm pulling them from, mm -hmm. you know, like I'll, I'll have an idea, but then like words just come in your head and you're just like thinking and okay. Yeah. All right. That sounds cool. I'll write it down. So it's a very mysterious thing to me, like where the art comes from. And I mean, I, I see it a little bit in my own stuff, but then I see other people's art and I'm like, where the fuck did they get that from? You know, like you see some really incredible shit and you're just like, it's, it's magical. It, it really is like straight magic to me. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the reasons I keep doing it, you know, cause you feel like you're, feel like you're tapping into something and, and receiving something and, and also giving something, you know, a big part of it's like putting it out there to people and uh you know it's like a gift your 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 art is a gift to uh to the world and i guess I'll, i could tell this quick story just to kind of like maybe wrap it up a little bit i see we're at like two hours i i'm down to keep chatting but um keep so going. i did this i did this ceremony um this summer and there was an opportunity to share some music there's an opportunity to like share share a song if you wanted to and the first night i like was not ready i mean i was i was in in the those those higher states pretty deep and i just you know couldn't even think about standing up and opening my mouth um but i kind of decided that i was going to try to share something the next day for the next ceremony. And I even like vocalized that to, to the person that was facilitating me like, Hey, I'd like to share something tomorrow, you know, when it, when it comes to that time in the night. And, uh, that second night, I didn't really have 
too many crazy visions. Like I was much more in my body. It was pretty, pretty much like the first ceremony that I've done that I wasn't really, um, having, you know, intense visions. It was just much more like calling me to be present in the space to the point where I, I could get up and do a little rap and sing a little song and actually share, share my art. And the next day when I was, when I was like talking about my experiences, I, I said that I was kind of like, yeah, you know, it was, it was weird. I didn't really, didn't really go into the visionaries realm last night. It was just kind of like, I was just wanted to be here in the room. And I almost said it in a way where I was kind of like disappointed, you know, or like the, the facilitator, uh, could tell that I was like, I didn't exactly understand why that happened. And he was like, uh, sometimes the most important thing is like sharing your song, you know, to like, to give your gift to the group, to, to share your story. Like sometimes like it's, it's fun to, you know, it's good to have these visions and to do this inner work and to like go deep, deep inside yourself. And there's a lot of value in that, but sometimes, you know, the, the greatest gift you can give to the world is like sharing your prayer that you've worked so hard on. And that really stuck with me and, um, made a lot of sense because it was like, okay, yeah, like these are, these are words that I've really worked hard on and, um, could potentially benefit some other people. And instead of just being stuck in my head, you know, trying to, figure out some deep shit about my own life. The medicine was calling me to actually be present in the space with the other people and to share something that I had created, um, to, to deliver to them. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a pretty cool experience and just kind of like a reminder how important it is to like, not only work on yourself and try to figure out your own shit, but also to like give back, like, you know, share the ideas, you know, share the art, tell, tell people about all the things that you've learned about. Like, that's a huge part of what we're here to do, I think. Um, and, and how we can like raise the collective consciousness is through those types of interactions. Yeah. Well said. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I, um, for sure. I, I miss the the conscious conversations, you know, like it's, it always just feels good just to, to, you know, to rap with somebody, if you will, about these, these beautiful things. Cause it all just resonates the true, the true, like just love, you know, the main, the main line of like the main line beat of whatever the steady vibe is that goes out, which is I think unconditional love. In my opinion, it's just like, just that warm, gushy. Shout out to Tupac. Mama. 1995. Uh, unconditional love. Was a time jump, 1995, y'all. What's the crazy shit that happened in 95? Tupac, Biggie, the internet was finally actually happening. Fucking ripping space time. Whoosh, portal right to 9-11. Right to 2012. Whoosh. Shit, and we then can get into right portals. Here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we could, huh? I, can, I could jump I could jump through a portal if one was in front of me. Would you if you just had oh, a portal yeah. right in front of you, would you jump through yeah. it? Yeah. Remember that movie like Time Something where he like 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I do remember that he one. Can, uh, Time Sun, another good one. He can, uh, he With can like, teleport Down to South different Sun. places, and he like teleports himself to like on top of the Sphinx's head. I'm. I don't know hmm. if I've seen that. I got to check that one out. Oh, man, I remember. I, I remember. I can look bedazzled. it up. If I look it up and like look for like five minutes or so, I could find it. But it, nice. it's uh, Looper, or it's not Looper. Oh, man, Jumper is it? Jumper? Oh, I've heard about Jump- that one. Oh, was yeah. it like? It was got. He has a gun, right? There's a gun involved. No, not that one. That's Looper. No, nope. this one I think is called Jumper. I think jump- and you can jump through time. Okay. And he just like kind of goes and travels all over the place, and like he goes to like the coolest fucking places and just sits on top of the Sphinx and ponders Damn. shit. Like if you could go through portals yes. and time jump, you could go anywhere in the world at any second in time that you wanted to go. So where could you go? Where would you go? Did he like? That's he, a, did he? That's did one of my he favorite was, questions. Like, kind of rich. Yeah, where yeah, would you is, go? It is a good. I don't. One. I don't recall. It's where been a long go? time since I recall that movie. But um, that's why if, I was if you could I go back would go, in time to any time, oh, where would you go? Or go? I guess yeah, yeah. You, no, you go gotta back go back because you don't, you don't know time, what's forward. Where would you go? I'm chilling Central America. I'm chilling somewhere tropics for sure with some um, heavy tribal situation going on. Like I'm, you know, working deep community, deep, like, you know, spiritual practice and definite ocean and coconut vibe, like just mm. straight, like, you know, <laughs> just bro, like some, you know, fertility situations happening. You know what I mean? So, absolutely get back to before the moon was is here and the 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 golden yeah. age uh yeah yeah the golden age yeah sweet yeah i definitely actually about probably it. would go there i'd probably try to go to the golden <laughs> age golden period to be right there I, I would like to know when the pyramids and shit were actually built like yeah that's like a huge question for me always you know and i would like to see i would like to go back to that time to see it happen however it happened yeah I would like to know that. And so that's where I would go. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Like some of these things in our past that are anomalies that we can't explain. I'd like to go back to those times, like not just the pyramids, but like all the other. Well, you, yeah. You, know, you told me one. Anomaly, one. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, for sure. It's, it's honestly hard, hard for me to pick. I think yeah. like going back to ancient Rome would be really interesting too. Yeah. To see what it was like back in like ancient Rome and, you know, some of the hypothetical yeah. places like Atlantis, yeah, like Atlantis. If, you, if, if Atlantis actually existed, oh, you know, to go back there. I think it did. Yeah. <laughs> I think for sure. sure. Absolutely. There's something. Yeah. I, I think that's there. where we get all this like attraction towards high technology too. I think it's like an imprint left from our, our past DNA that's been here. Our spirit ancestors have all like left this imprint of what they've gone through and we feel it too. That's why we're so scared of disasters and we have these internal fears already. I think it's just been with us throughout time and we've had to survive. And now we're like, we, we feel that pain still, you know? Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Casey, let's, uh, let's uh, maybe ask you, uh, um a question real quick let's maybe ask you a question <laughs> real quick huh 
Um, I got what an is answer. your <laughs> what is your uh, kind of just current intuitive belief on the human origin story? Where do you feel um, that that our consciousness or humans came from? Man, I feel like I've heard so many different yeah. theories that yeah. all kind of resonate in different ways. And uh, I kind of like the the mystery. Like I, I think the, the fact that we don't know and the fact that we are searching for that answer dictates a lot about how we live in this world, in this life. Like if we knew exactly where we came from, you know, or how, how things started, then, you know, it's like, it would kind of take a lot of the, the wonder and awe away from life. You know, if you could just, because I wouldn't believe it. Like if they, if they came out with some discovery where like, we finally figured out, like, this is where life started. (laughs) Um, But I don't know, I, I give some credence to, like some of the more classic ideas of, you know, single celled organisms evolving. Um, I, you know, also I don't discount ideas of like, you know, alien intervention and, uh, you know, potentially genetically engineering, like primitive, uh, man or like apes. I mean, I, I honestly don't know, where I stand on a lot of it, but I think that, um, there's a lot of good stuff, you know, in all of the ancient teachings, I think a lot of like religion and some of those stories have been used to like manipulate people. But if you, if you look back at a lot of the ancient texts, I mean, a lot of them say the same things in different ways. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a tough one. And, and I've, yeah, I've kind of just gotten to the point where I'm totally cool with like not knowing. And I think that's just a, it mm. just makes life more fun to, to kind of be in, in a place where it's like, who fucking knows, you know, it doesn't really matter. We're, we're here now. And mm. that's the most important thing. But, um, uh, I feel you. Yeah, I, I will say extent. that to an extent, yeah, <laughs> yeah to I, an extent. I will say though that I, I think it's probably something that has been hidden. Like it's like it's probably something that's been kind of covered up. So I think some of the the more, you know, alternative esoteric theories that I hear resonate a little bit more than some of like the super classical theories. And, you know, even someone like like Charles Darwin, like, you know, a lot of evolution makes sense, but you know, then there's also some weird fishy shit, you know, around Charles Darwin where it's like, is it, you know, did things happen exactly how, how we were told with that? I mean, I I took a class in college on evolution. It was called evolution and extinction. And it was one of my favorite classes. And it was just, it was all about how we evolved. And at the time when I was like 20 or 21, i I was just like, this is the coolest shit ever. Fucking love it. But now like looking back on that and thinking about the, the mind state that it put me in, like that class, like solidified my atheist mentality mm-hmm. at the yeah. time, you know, because yeah. I was like seeing like, okay, this is how life evolved. Da, da, da. And so, yeah, it's it, sometimes I think some of the theories 
the prevailing theories about where life came from uh, kind of remove the spiritual aspect. And I'm not super into that. Like, I think it's kind of cool to think about where life came from in, in more of a spiritual way, but at the same time, I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm open to, to all of it and anyone who claims that they know is full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Like I had, I had a similar, 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 similar experience when I went to school. Like I, um, did a very small stint in college, right? I couldn't hang too long, uh, because I just, it was t- way too indoctrinating for me. And like I had yeah. an experience because I was taking a physical, um, physical geology class and that was basically uh like a just the study of you know like anthropology and 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 evolution and everything and yeah like it was it was so convincing it was so just made so much sense right like it was like oh yes and that's basically what puts a lot of people into the current you know that that MK mind state of like being like, they know where humans came from. They know it's evolution. They know this, 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 and they know it. And that's what, you know, they're not living in a mystery. Most people are living in the, they know what life came from and it's just evolution. That's what it is. You have kids and you fucking die. And that's, that's not living a mystery, you know, in the sense of like, you have to break out of that and then understanding the mystery is outside of that wall because that's, in my opinion, the, the, you know, the, the doling and of the, of the human spirit and, and understanding of our true past and our true nature and what have you. Yeah, man. I, I totally feel where you're coming from. Yeah. What about you? What crazy. about you, Dan? Oh shit. That's like three shows, dog. <laughs> for, well, for me to get into is, it well, let me know one you know, one where you discuss it more in depth we're, we're, curious to we're on go here back talking about uh we're on here talking about box saga a lot and uh, all the connections that i've made through that to other religions and everything and finding the origins to me that story explains a lot and makes some sense like i i don't fully sure. fully believe anything you know and I'm still trying to figure that out. That's kind of what the show's kind of about in the first place is exploring those different ideas and totally. seeing if we can get at something more accurate by comparing it to this or weighing it with that to see if we can actually figure out the truth based on the knowledge that we have. Because I don't even think we have all the knowledge, so it's really hard to even speculate on yeah. where that origin is. And then how how well can you trust the knowledge that you're hearing? It's so like, it's, you know how to play so, poker, so, but you don't have all 52 cars in the deck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's hard to say like what what I I like I know what I believe now, but it, like two years ago I believed something completely different. And like I, yep. I think part of that is you know just the evolution of of knowledge and getting more smarter thinking about it in, in different ways than I didn't possibly think of them before uh, opens my head up to other possibilities. And so I'm always grasping at like, I don't know about this and I don't know about that. I mean, even some yeah. days flat earth sounds like it actually might make sense, but I mean, those are bad yeah. days, but <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm with you, man. You know, there's I, certain I, aspects to it that yeah. I get, 
but there's other certain ones that I'm like, nah, I'm not so with that. Like if we just live in a simulation, then there, the, the earth is whatever the fuck it is. Who It doesn't even matter. It could be a dew, a dew drop on a leaf, or it could be, you know, a snow globe or whatever the fuck, you know, a piece of a marble and a sack of aliens that got left out and the sack. mold grew. And we, you know, Lisa Simpson science experiment. Who the, yeah. who the fuck knows? But if you if you want to know what I think, you can just go back and check out some For of the sure. episodes with a box saga stuff in it. Um. <laughs> yeah, some, something that just popped into my head too is like, although I don't prescribe to any you know one view on that topic, I feel like an overwhelming intuition that there's something to the idea of like spirits souls reincarnation like like no matter which idea i'm entertaining in terms of like where we came from like it just makes so much sense to me intuitively that i am like like an eternal soul that has lived previous lives and like will live more and ideas of karma you know ideas of learning lessons through this life like that makes so much sense to me and almost to the point where I'm like, I, I know it exists, but but still I'm open, you know, to maybe we do just die and, you know, we're we're just uh, we just decompose into the earth and that's that. But I, I don't know. I, I think that's like that's something I've really over the years gravitated towards and just intuitively makes sense through the experiences I've had and the people I've met and, you know, some of these uh you know, mind expanding, consciousness expanding experiences through psychedelics and dreaming and all that stuff. Um, and I think that's kind of interesting how no matter which theory I entertain, that always makes sense if, to me personally. I, yeah, I get that. If And if you um, believe in reincarnation, then your afterlife is just your next life. Yeah. So maybe we just have a repeating life cycle of something else, something different, maybe different human, different plant, animal, I've, who knows. I've uh I've had the experience uh on some psychedelics one time where I like left my body for um short period of time and I beamed like straight up out of my head into what I it was like the like the collective consciousness or whatever it was just like a big warm yeah. blue um like field of energy and like i just knew there was like souls next to me and then i came right back down and went and back into my body and i was just like i had that's just when i have ever since that moment i've just been like yeah i definitely am not worried about anything at all um <laughs> like yeah. i don't i'm literally not like i know the electrical charge will go back into the ether and then it'll be fucking regrouped yet again you know it's like mm -hmm. i feel that yep. i've experienced it while living and i'm like yo that has to be what happens at death but then again i'm not saying i like you know i still think it's mysterious no like there's nothing not mysterious about that by any means but yeah, well, being okay with it is like, I think is important too. Cause you know, you can't be out here fearing everything. You know what I mean? Living in fear yeah. is not a good idea by any means. Like, 
what we talked about earlier, everything is energy. Your soul is just energy. So when you're in the atmosphere like that, you're probably just hanging out with other energy anyway. So you feel yeah. it like it's yeah, a soul. It probably has a frequency. So you feel it that way too. It's, it's all perspective of how you see your world. That's why you can see angels or demons, or you can just see, you know, uh, spirits or whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, as, as long as we all, like get to the point where we understand each other and don't judge each other for what somebody else believes in. And I have a hard time with that because I really, <laughs> I was going to say, Dan, because I, I really hate, hate on, um, like church stuff a lot. <laughs> and yeah. so, I mean, but at the same time, I'm, I'm stoked that people have something that they can believe in and trust in. And if it makes you a better person, then so be it. If it doesn't make you a better person and you're like inputting your views on other people or you're like trying to like kill a population because they don't believe what you believe in, then that's some fucked up cult shit. And I don't support that. 100%. Dude, I, so I just heard this theory. I, I think it's called like the egg. You can find a, a video on YouTube with like a little animation. But so you've probably heard this, this saying, we're all one or like, yeah. you know we're all one One and so it kind of right it's like we've all heard it a million times well so there's this there's this really crazy theory that i i just stumbled upon kind of surprised i hadn't heard it where basically it's like there's only one consciousness there's one Mm -hmm. soul Mm -hmm. and it's just reincarnating Uh. forwards and backwards in time into all these different bodies so like i am you you are me like in different lives and like so that means that you at at one point in your life will be the highest state of consciousness and the lowest state of consciousness and like it's just one consciousness going through all these different karmic cycles evolving backwards and forwards in time so like you are everyone else that has ever lived and ever will live and it's all just one consciousness and that shit fucking blew my mind because that means that like you were Jesus and Hitler (laughs) and it means that everybody that you ever come in contact with is you in another life and 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 you know the general idea of just accepting other people you know for their beliefs and loving other people you know regardless of where they're at um, really gains a lot of traction when you think about those ideas and i i don't know too much about it but my buddy was my buddy rob was telling me about it and i'm just like dude that's the craziest shit yeah, I've it gets into heard. the idea with like god splitting himself into fractals and experiencing life from different perspectives yeah uh, we, we talk about that with um andy from deep share and the, with, okay. with like the loki figure and enki figure yeah. the satan splitting yep. himself like Osiris, you know, split up in mm-hmm. different parts and spread all over the planet. So we, we yeah. talk about that in there and we get pretty deep on that. But like what always trips me out is I always feel like I have like, like, like I'm a, a carbon copy and just have several little tweaks. Like there's a lot of people that look like me or have the same shape of face that I do or the same even style. Like they have a, a beard and a weird haircut too. And and they look like me, you know, you run into people that look similar to you. Do you ever have that? Effect oh, for happen, sure. You know, 
Well, more so people tell me, they're like, dude, I met yeah. someone that looks yeah. exactly like you and he talks so exactly much. like you and yeah. like has the same vibe. And like, that's fucking weird. Like, dude, that was me. I was here last night. <laughs> yeah, so it's almost conversation. It's almost, and then there's like different personality types too. It's almost like, oh, I, yeah. I wonder how much like, I'll, it's like we're like five different uh, computer animated drawings on our our video game and we can choose from these different already created prototypes and then we tweak it to customize it a little bit and then we get to play as that character and yeah it kind of trips me out because a lot of people look so similar and it could just be you know that vibrational place on the planet that their dna originated from or something like that we talk about that sometimes too and roman talks about how people look like animals right roman (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, that I was going to say something else I haven't talked about in a while, and like I want to try to articulate it again because I, 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 it's, it's a tough one too, but actually, maybe not. I, I, here we go. Um, the astrological signs, yeah. um, and you know, having a specific location, um, on earth connected to, you know, symbolism between in this, what's happening in the sky at that yeah. moment, right? Well, if um, the Earth's atmosphere is the reason that we can like see the reflection of the stars and we're connecting souls on Earth to the energy out in space, and then what what if our souls like you know as it, as we're here connected and we're grounded because we have a body, we're here, but then your soul and spirit goes up right in theory, right it goes up uh-huh. into the atmosphere yeah. into the ether, and then that's where the stars are so like it, it's like if these astrological signs are correct, like what if they're compartmentalized almost like you know sectioned off and that's Prototypes. where you kind of you know, you get these kind of prototype, prototype Capricorn prototype. Yeah, or like yeah. fam, or like God bodies, like their bodies of like some like sort of godly situations that split themselves off. You know, um, or <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I it's, feel it's, sometimes it's I think astrology like is a trip. space, like the space ether is just like uh, the souls that haven't reincarnated yet are just up there, and yeah. that's why, like yeah. they say, when they shoot rockets through space, like it slows down a little bit like almost like it's water or, or there's a substance to it i wonder plasma. if that's just like all oh, like yeah plasma energy soul body purgatory jj sure. abrams <laughs> 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 yeah man uh, you guys watch I, fringe I trip- you guys should watch fringe oh yeah we we know about friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like why should i watch friends <laughs> fringe. Uh, season fringe. 10 episode 27 like, hey, what about like dogs, dude? Like animals, like I trip out on that sometimes. Best thing like, in the world. Where's my good boy? A, Zuchi you see boy. A dog like dreaming and like they'll bark at shit in their dreams or they're Zuchi like boy. be chasing after stuff and moving their legs. So obviously they're dreaming, <laughs> right? Obviously dude, they have the a conscious. Seems like it. Obviously <laughs> they like, you know they know the difference of good and bad too, because if you bust them when you come home, cause they drug trash all over the house, they know they fucked up. They know, they know you're going to be pissed off there, but know. they just couldn't even help it because Mm-mm. of their animal instinct, you know, mm-hmm. and you got to You almost have to think of humans like that in some kind of way too. We're natural. We're, <laughs> we're, we're like, we don't give a fuck. 
because of mm-hmm. our animal instincts either. You know, mm-hmm. we have that <laughs> motherfucker, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean. Yeah. So it's like animals have that idea of right and wrong yeah. in, in their conscience. So that trips me out sometimes, you know, when I think about it in that way. Which I don't know why it does, because it seems obvious, but it's still weird, you know? No, I, I like that. I, I was thinking recently about how, like, different animals have different vibes. You know, how you'll mm-hmm. see some animals that are, like, much more solitary and some that are much more communal. You know, some that are focused on a specific task, some of the, that are more just exploring. But then also you've got, like, some animals that are much more peaceful and other animals that are just straight savages, you know, that'll just fucking, you know, terrorize the the forest or whatever. Usually and the females. That, that kind of blows my mind, too, is how, like, because, you know, you want to just be like, oh, yeah, all, you know, all the animals are the same. They're, they all have, like, the same, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're all operating on these these rules of the universe. But it's like, I think it's more like each animal plays a role and some animals' roles are to be fucking savages, you know, and some animals' roles are to be, uh, you know, much more peaceful and, like, you know, caretaking. Uh, but maybe it's the same with us, too. You know, maybe that kind of, yeah. like, helps rationalize why why do some people do, you know, such, such horrible things and some people are such good people. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we're all just like playing roles within the system. Um, but yeah, I saw there's this crazy show called alone where these people have to like survive alone out in the wilderness. And this dude's camp gets like terrorized by a Wolverine. <laughs> this Wolverine comes in and just fucking like, steals all of his food and like he, he like spoiler alert he ends up having to kill the wolverine with a hatchet um because it just couldn't hang you know it's just but there's plenty of other animals that are just like hanging out like they're not causing me any trouble but this wolverine just had to fucking go man like it, it it was just that wolverine was just in this state of just being uh you know, very, very problematic to to him and his survival out in the wilderness. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think that that's interesting to think about. And I also think about how certain animals we just label as like this animal's dirty or mm-hmm. like, like a rat like a, or a, uh, yeah, like city possum. dwelling, like, yeah, sewer yeah. dwellers or like animals that live in the alley and eat trash or whatever. Yeah. And it's like a lot of that is just a product of how we've, we've augmented the the planet, you know, and how we've created these cities and we've taken animals out of their natural habitats. And like, I wonder what, what a rat, you know, would, would be like if there weren't cities or, you know, what, uh, I mean, certain animals, Cows. obviously like a, a snake or a scorpion, were like afraid of them because they could like, yeah. you know, kill us with their venom. But there's, there's certain animals that are just labeled as like lower not as good, but a lot of that's just how how we're living. You know how they how affect the, how they affect the human livelihood or like li- lifestyle. Right. Even I think it's dirty. To, you know, gross. for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been seeing some rats around Portland now that there's like way less people out on the streets. The rats are going crazy. Oh, trying to find food and shit because <laughs> there's not just they're garbage just, everywhere. Yeah, there's there's no predators. They just they could just oh. run amok. 
I like to think about the classic kind of like, you know, um, our think you can think about earth's body is like our body and it's a fractalization outwards. So like if we're just being recreated, just like white blood cells running through the blood of our veins to clean the body of the earth, it's just like, maybe that's what all animals are. They're just different purposes here to contain the ecosystem of the body of the earth, you know? Mm -hmm. And, And then it's just, it's doing itself, but like, and I think that's why it's important to, um, you know, be in perfect balance with it because, um, it's just like treating your body good. The better you treat your body, the better you feel, the better you feel, the better everything is. And, you know, it kind of just works like that and shit. So maybe this fucking, yeah, man. you know, that's it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's it. That's a trip too, man. The more shit. positive going all over the place, baby. This too, is a good you know episode, I mean? man. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, this Hell is, yeah. it's going to come out in October. So we, you know, Halloween time. So it's a good, it's a good one for, for that type of stuff. Sweet. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we could find some, some interesting yeah, we, tangents when, and topics. I was kind of curious where the conversation would go. When you're talking about Wolverines too, it made me think of Bigfoot and I fucking oh, love Bigfoot. Where do you, where do you stand with Bigfoot? Because I'm personally, I'm more to the realm that he's, um, he's like a old human, uh, or an old prototype of some type of gigantic ape species or something like that. Or maybe it's our missing link if there really is one. <laughs> but I mean, it, I think it was some type of, you know, there's Homo habilis and Homo sapien and Homo erectus. And maybe it is a different subspecies like that that just survived uh, from living in caves and evolved to live inside it's a Nephilim, mountains dude. or something like that you know I, I hear a lot about nephilim and i've been listening to a lot of shit about nephilim lately so yeah. i'm super into that right now so don't get me fucking started that's what i'm saying that's my belief is sasquatch is definitely the leftover remnants of like the nephilim that have been wiped out all over the planet that's my opinion yeah i, I yeah i like all those theories i, I, <laughs> I, I, I did I definitely believe that, yeah, there's something out there for sure. And I mean, maybe it's even like a portal hopper, yeah. you know, interdimensional being like some of these other, like, you know, fairies and goblins and stuff yeah. that you hear tales of, but nobody's ever found, you know, the remnants of them. Like, um, but it seems like maybe if Bigfoot exists, that he's kind of like a steward of the earth. Like they, they would have mm-hmm. to be super smart, mm-hmm. you know, to, to evade, uh, evade us mm-hmm. on the level that they have. Um, and I feel like I hear way more stories of like people having kind of like scary experiences. Like I don't hear too many where people are like, Oh yeah, we're just like hanging out. And I was feeling all these vibes of love and like, like it seems like people are usually pretty fucking terrified and like there's a really bad smell and you know, stuff like that. So I think it would make sense that if Bigfoot's out there, it's not very stoked on what we're doing to the planet and it doesn't want anything to do with us. And I mean, who knows if, you know, people disappearing in the woods or whatever, if that has nothing to do with that, but I don't know. It seems like if it is this like higher, evolved being that has survived uh in a way where like weak 
we haven't been able to find it or, you know, hunt it or trap it or whatever. It's, it's probably past the point of like wanting to hunt humans. You know, it's probably just like, let me do my own thing. Like get the fuck out of here. It's the inner earth um, beings. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, man, a lot of that shit, it honestly seems almost like interdimensional to me. Um, and maybe some crazy, like, you know, hybrid government program that's like, creating these beings because i mean some of that like dog man shit mm-hmm. is pretty fucking crazy mm-hmm. but i mean i've heard a lot of stories about you know people having fairy encounters yeah. and like you know goblin type beings and Dude, my mom sees goblins, and yeah. stuff like that so it's like i think it's all kind of maybe coming from a similar place and um sasquatch i don't know why he kind of gets his own he gets his own sh- show where he's the star because it seems like yeah there's all this other shit going on at the same time and it's all connected but he seems more higher up though like he's in the mountains wait is bigfoot and sasquatch not the same what the fuck oh my god my dog just scared the fucking shit out of me (laughs) look at him he's just he's he's dark as night i didn't even know he was there my good boy my good are you outside huh are you outside right now oh yeah i'm outside Nice. Yeah. How's the weather out there? Cali, baby, you know it's good. That's yeah, really hot today. Yeah, I got up to like ninety something, and it's chilling right now. Yeah, it's getting it cold, good. cold and wet out here in Oregon. Ooh, I'll take the rain though, man. I'm fucking worried about droughts and fires yeah, and shit. Right. Give, give me all the rain you got, as long as our plants don't get moldy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, all for, for sure. it for sure. For real. Yeah, we just um, had had a sweet talk with Jim Lee about uh, geoengineering and yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He uh, you know gave us the the inside scoop on the California drought situation and uh, and all of that. So <laughs> those motherfuckers, bro. Yeah, shit's crazy, dude. Get them. I try not. To, I try not to think about it too much, but it's hard not to. It's important to let people know about it. I mean, like, you know, it's going to happen, I guess, either way. But, like, if people are, you know, want to know about it, I'm, we'll gladly tell them, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm in the same place. Yeah. Most people don't want to talk about it, I've discovered. Yeah. yeah. It's a taboo <laughs> you know, topic. I've sure. discovered yeah. most people don't want to talk about anything that's, like, too deep or personal yeah. or, like, even just, you know, having an opinion they think might offend somebody they don't they don't want to say either you know like um, it's it's a heavy load too like some of these people like that are just you know that's that's their focus and that's all they're talking about like someone like matt landman or whatever it's like you got to imagine that's like such a heavy fucking load to be carrying mm -hmm. you know just like every day just thinking about that shit and it's it's an important role you know like someone's got to do it somebody's got to play that role someone's got to spread the word someone's got to get the information out um but yeah that's like you know what when roman asked me like what do you want to talk about i'm like let's fucking talk about aliens and psychedelics and shit because it's like dude yeah i could talk about any of this stuff you know for three hours or however Easy long we've been going, but it's, it's, you ha- you I, can, I like talking about the fun stuff. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it doesn't get old. Like it's not dark. It's like fun, explorative. You can like 
you know, bounce your thoughts and ideas off other people's brains to see if you, if other people even think like you think, you know, that's, that's something too, like just being a podcast listener and hearing other people's stories about stuff. You're like, man, that makes me think a little bit different about that maybe, or, you know, and, and that's good. You should evolve in your head. You shouldn't be stuck in a certain aspect, you know, and, and not really think about other possibilities. I think that's what yeah. makes, you know, everything so great is the possibilities are endless of what you can believe and it's just whatever makes you happy, baby, do it. Fuck yeah. Truth. All right, boys, let's wrap it up. I got I got to make some phone calls and got to eat right. some dinner, yo. All right. Cool, man. I, I feel you, man. Uh, my my, uh, my belly is wanting some grub as well. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Can I can I quick plug yeah. plug my that's what shit? I was say. Absolutely. Plug anyone away. Yeah. If anyone made it this far uh, <laughs> to, to the end of the episode, uh, check out my music online. I'll be on whatever you use to stream your music. So like Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Bandcamp's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, just search for rhyme wave, R H Y M E W A V E. And if you're in Oregon, uh, I'm playing shows out here. Come, come check me out at a show and keep an eye out for some new tunes. And, uh, I always like to tell people support living artists because the dead ones don't need your support. They don't. They don't need your money. I mean, listen to dead artists, but support living artists. If you got some friends that are alive that are making art, fucking give them your support. Yeah. You can, you can make donations online. I give all my music away for free because I want you to hear it. But, um, yeah, feel free to shoot me a little donation. Shoot these guys a donation for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't forget, it's it's never too late to start with with anything in this life, you know, we all, we all got, uh, so much potential. And mm-hmm. I think there's, there's an artist inside of all of us and creativity manifests itself in many ways. So podcasting can be creative. Cooking can be creative. Uh, just, you know, find that creativity within you, share your gifts with the world and, uh, you'll probably have a better day. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah best awesome. outro ever perfect <laughs> uh i just want to say one thing to everybody too like fucking send us some emails about your dreams i want to hear that Jeez, shit I'll, I'll we'll do an episode a special too. episode we'll read them on the Ooh. air oh yeah and we'll just Reading talk about dream it, mail you know? dream i'll mail. send you guys i'll send you dream some more detailed weaver. dreams because i got a few that would be cool to read in that. So I'll, I'll send you something. Yeah. If you got any good ghost stories or Bigfoot stories Ooh. or cryptid stories or just paranormal stories, anything. Join us on our telegram, yo. Yes. Telegram is tight. And we check us cool, out on cool the homies. I got to join that telegram. Oh yes, dude. Yes. Talk shit in on there. It. Let's go. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we're trying to spread that out. Once we can get up enough people in the telegram chat, we'll, We'll start doing live shows and then we, you guys can give us questions and we can answer them while we're talking to the guest. Yo, you guys, you got to get on Apple podcast too. If you're not on there, I was oh, trying to, I was trying to right. find you. 
on there. Yeah, I've submitted three times, and all three times oh, they for real? send me back a URL code, so I can't add so it you, to the you, thing. You know too much. I know they they're, they're shadow banning you. Yeah, they saw the, the logo <laughs> and they're right. like, "Ah, oh, fuck these guys!" Another one of that. <laughs> we'll have a website no soon. Shit on iTunes. I'm surprised, uh, fucking Mark. Mark can't help you guys out with that. He seems like he's the wizard when it comes yeah. to yeah. that kind of shit. Well, he is a wizard. Hey, and listen for uh, I'm I'm doing a podcast intro song for for Alex Stein, and oh, yeah. let me know what you guys want for for oh, yours. Yeah. If you like that beat, and if you got any audio shit you want me to do on there, I I just want to start making podcast intros for people. Yeah, man. it's it it's takes a good it, idea. Yeah, it's Boom. it's such an easy it little project, and yeah, it's like plus it's just a fun way to help people out with their shows mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. potentially generate a little side, side hustle. For Make myself. a Fiverr account and like a yeah. like because dude, Fiverr. If you go on Fiverr and you type in like podcast editing or podcast whatever, there's a shit ton of people on there. So like, I think just having one of those will generate some uh, Fiverr. Yeah. Yeah, if you listen to you. our intro, I paid some dude a hundred bucks to do our intro. Shout out to Burden M6. Yeah, no, I like you guys is for sure. Yeah. And we were working on one with you too, and just uh, fucking I never would have got around to getting the clips, dude. <laughs> just so that much shit all the time. <laughs> just trying to like Lent. just huh? Nothing. I was gonna say any anytime you guys want to do this again, let me know. This has been super fun. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Fuck. How, yeah, what's your dude. availability like, bro? Once a once a once a day. Are you down? I'm. <laughs> we'll we'll see about that. Well, he, <laughs> I, uh, maybe we I can could uh, definitely. Maybe I could definitely do another one. I uh, my schedule is opening up yeah. a little bit this summer. This summer has been really busy on the farm, but yeah, I got I got a bit more free time nowadays. So maybe it will hit you up if. Uh, if if we have a guest on that might be interesting and up your alley, we can have you on, and you can for sure you can do the show with us, man. Or maybe Hell if yeah. uh, Roman or myself is not around, you can jump on because Roman likes to disappear on me sometimes. Yeah, I'm oh super. God, angry. he's already trying to find a fill in. <laughs> okay, first of all, it was one leave, time. Leave me all okay. alone by myself. <laughs> You hard. guys don't want to hear it's me when I'm when I'm tired and cranky. I can't get on the microphone when I'm all like, I'm just like been rushing around all day and like you know I'm like having I don't have my notes next to me. I gotta have my notes and like you know, oh jeez. Oh. All right. Um. Well, much love, y'all. Thank you all yeah. so much. Y'all the yeah, best. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, chat again soon. Yeah, thanks for joining us. All right, check out all. Yeah, and send me send me the United. links. Let me know if you need like a, a picture or anything, or if, like if you want, I'll send you a song. You could tack that on to the the beginning or the end or whatever. But yeah, let me know if you need anything. On shoot me the links once you put it out. I'll I'll share it. All right, thanks, Ooh, man. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for joining right. us. Remember, Peace everybody, out, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. All right, later.